All right, let's answer a question that I don't even know the answer to. <laughs> when a player enters the zone before the puck and the whistle blows, is it offside or offsides? Peter. It's offside. That doesn't sound right. I know you sure I know the player is offside. You're off the, the side. side. The You're wrong the side. side. He's on the wrong side. Offside. You're going no. offside? Yep. I'm going to try to just Thank go against, you. just for the sake of going uh, against. Oh, He's offsides. He's offsides. The, the Ivy League. She's of, offsides. The Ivy League of the DMV agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always believe in simple language, right? You, Is that, Carl? Is the Ivy League of the DMV? How else would you describe Georgetown? I, Based on this handwriting, I don't know what I would call this. <laughs> I'm sorry Holy we don't teach penmanship. Crap, this is dog crap right here. <laughs> we'll get to this Hold later. On. Do you do you want to show everybody your oh. note? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Tony's it says news. Well, that says news. Carefully. Your note just reeks of public news. school. Just reeks of public Ooh. school. Oh, here we go. I know, I know Carl's, Peter, Carl's yeah. a little bit of both. So <laughs> he went mostly public. I'm a hybrid. Yeah. Twelve a hybrid. years of public. Four years of private, and then two years of grad school? Public yeah, grad public, school. Yeah. So he's heavily public. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to say offsides, and Kayla, our capable producer, will give us what the right answer is. Um, The correct answer, it looks like, it's kind of confusing on here, but it looks like it's offside, but no the rule in the thing is titled offsides so i'm assuming the no i'm assuming like the overall rule if you're talking about it is like oh off it's the offsides rule but if you were to say like that player player is offside offside. Uh, yeah it's like you're speaking in a plural because it's the general yes but one incident is an offside yep because you don't say if you think about it this way you don't say like a that player's onsides no. You don't say that. He's you just say that player is on onside. Okay, so when I'm calling a game from now on, Peter Rodney, just a bit offside. That doesn't seem it right. It sounds wrong, but sounds I don't. Wrong. I think we just say it right. wrong because, like in soccer, it's definitely offside. Or here we yeah. go. Here we go. Offside. Here we go. Uh, Rodney with the buck. He dangles with it one too many times on the blue line, and Zozel comes in offsides. Said that a whole bunch of times <laughs> over the last week. Right? There you go. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still don't. I, Hold I, on. Let's call I don't USA we anything. I don't think we solved anything I in this cold I think the correct answer is offside. It is offside. Yes. Offside. Yeah. But Hold I'm on. not going to stop saying offside. We're going to call. I think Americans have just generalized the term as offside. I don't feel convicted enough by that one little thing you found in there to me to change it. But I'm lo- like, there's so many things that say it's offside. I was just referencing the one. Okay. All right. So you can look it up yourself. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Boys High School Rink of Fire podcast. Tonight's pod is sponsored by Jack's Cafe. Three generations of great food for any special occasion. The Red and Black League, the largest boys and girls high school league in Minnesota. And Summit Orthopedics, 11 locations throughout the Twin Cities and specialists ready to treat any sports injury. And now, here's Danny, Carl, and Tony.
love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I'm going to sue Jim Carroll. Why? Yeah, he lied. Yeah, because it's not Danny. Oh, oh, yeah. It's not Danny today, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it's your worst nightmare. Peter Rodney <laughs> stepping in for pneumonia. All of the uh, the diehard Rink of Fire fans They're gonna be just turned it off. They're going to be disappointed. Just turned it you off. You know what, though? You should today, and I, I, I know as your employer, I can't make you do certain things, but you should do at least one Peter laugh. I mean, one Danny laugh during the show. They're just we need one. I okay? can't yeah, do it. I you just, did it I, on one of our other I just shows. Don't have it his, was really funny. I just don't have his carefree, laissez-faire, everything is dandy attitude. You don't. You definitely no. don't. But we miss no. you. <laughs> there we go. It's, there's yeah, one. It's, it's He's going to have a couple of them today. I know he will. Uh, we miss you, uh, Danny. Uh, we hope you're back on the show next week when we're at Jack's Cafe for a bruncheon. Is that what you call it? A bruncheon? Kind of a luncheon? Uh, bruncheon? Brunch. We're a little That's not bruncheon. Heard, but sure. No, we'll just, just take brunch and put EON at the end. A little bruncheon we're going to have next week. Maybe we'll have a player with us, too. We're hopeful to have a uh, hockey day winner, uh, winning coach Bill Lechner with us next week. We'll see if his pickleball schedule can fit into brunch and an interview with us at the at the Jacks. Should be fun. Uh, so, Of course Bill Lechner plays p- pickleball. Of course he does. And, mm-hmm. and I bet he's good, too. Yeah. Um, yep. Let's get to the news. This, Ironically enough, this will be the meatiest news section in the history of the pod there is no there will never be a show that has more news i it's a ton carl there's a ton on there yeah normally there's like two or three things you know a kid Mm -hmm. commits or something it's this is i can think of like six or seven things i sent to you just me alone right for for this show so let's hear it i can't wait all right let's start with some news that i personally find very sad news but i think May yet turn into a good thing, so we'll we'll see where things it's, go here. But are we gonna st- are we just gonna launch into we're it right away? Yeah. Just go right away. All right, let's hear it. CEC, let's hear it. Yeah, Cloakeskel Carlton is officially dropping to Class A next season after a long run in Double A. A lot of great rivalries. Something that was a big part of my childhood was going to those East Cloquet games. But they at least they may, they may still happen, but they will not have the meaning they once had. No, no. Cloquet I- is going to A. I remember early in the pod era, uh, there were a couple of years where Cloquet would just pounce all over East, and there was, mm-hmm. and I would watch the games online. Like East has no chance. They're, this Cloquet team is so fired up right now, yeah. and it's just and not it's, there anymore. It's, it's just been not. that way for it was that way for a long time, and even yeah, over the past decade when East was really good and Cloquet, you know, they had some little surges with yeah. Coleman and then Langan Brothers. So yeah. There were, Decent, but even through that phase, though, they, they had at least one game every year that was, you know, Cloquet would win or tie or push East to the brink. And, but, and you know, Cloquet, yeah. and I know we go back and look this up really quick, have they, in, in the podcast era, seven, eight years, have they been in a, have they made it to Saturday? Yeah, they've made it a couple times. In seven years, they made it to so, Saturday over at, at, yeah, at Amazon? I remember Ryder Donovan scoring a couple shorthanded goals in a, at, at Amsoil, you know, in 2019. 
Okay. So that was probably, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Um, okay. The implications of this are massive. Mm-hmm. Massive. Because it's not just, oh, yeah, they moved down. What ends up happening, see if I got this right, Carl. What ends up happening is they, 7 8 doesn't need any more teams. So when they jump no. in, and they're the furthest south team in 7 A, where's Other Moose Lake? Moose Lake. Moose, Moose Lake is further south. So yes, they would of be course. Out. Yeah. yeah. So is Moose Lake would move down, correct? To 5A. Yep. To 5A. Well, in theory, move down to 5A. They right. are going to, it's official, the high school league has announced they will re, be redistricting and reclassifying teams this year. Mm-hmm. So if there is also a chance that Cloquet could move to 5A as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas they would be an instant favorite. Okay. Well, it's an instant contender. Yes, yeah. an instant contender. Uh, definitely an instant contender. And, and we'd see what that does to the other end of 5A, where Cathedral and Little Falls are kind of on the border, too. But I think that yeah. it would force Little Falls back to 6, which definitely makes right. which, single which, A way more yeah. interesting. Yeah, 6A needs teams. So it's, it's only yes. on 8. Yes. Okay, so that's, that's part of the equation. Funny, one little press release triggers a bunch of other fake press releases we'll call them as of right now right so here's one rumor and i got this from a public school official in the rock ridge school district that rock ridge is going to move up to double a mm-hmm. yep i've heard that okay rumored for that. okay so that's happens mm-hmm. i've also heard from hockey association members in hibbing that hibbing mm-hmm. may also move up to double a i've heard that too okay and then I heard this one as well that Denfeld might move up to Double A, like crazy. <laughs> but is this just a Hermantown boycott? <laughs> it would be amazing if yeah. he, let's just 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 Hibbing and Rockridge if they move to Double A, that forces two Metro teams. Uh, I think Forest Lake would still hang on because of yeah, how they, far north they're not going. Easily north Northern they are. Edge isn't going. Yeah, right. But goodbye Andover. See ya. Yeah. Andover's going back to five. And then Andover. They go because we've got Canuka, Coon Rapids, you've got Anoka, and they're further south. So it was Blaine, I think the Blaine's weird. They, they would yeah. go somewhere. They would go somewhere. Mm-hmm. They would not be in seven anymore. And quite frankly, the last three years with the distribution of, you know, people in Andover versus the distribution mm-hmm. of people in, in the traditional seven double a they've had a fairly easy route to the state tournament they've not yep, been they've, challenged well the rapids has had some decent teams yeah fun. but but yeah they've but made yeah, it to they've state been, they've been the favorite they've yeah. been the favorite they've been the one mm-hmm. seed so i just think it's uh fantastic if this were to be the case and you threw mm-hmm. andover back into the metro uh with you know centennial and maple grove yeah. or you know, if that happens, then it triggers a bunch of stuff with Elk River as well. They get they mm-hmm. get triggers as well. So uh, the this 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 would be moving parts. easily the most in the last 10, 20 years, easily the most exciting ch- change in section alignment and classifications. And it was one cloquet thing just sparked it all. It was like it let off a, a forest fire. Oh, Peter. Mm-hmm. Your hand is up. Go ahead. Patiently has his hand up. I think. (laughs) No, I actually have a very real opinion. You talked 
I think somebody, I think it was Tony, who just mentioned the trajectory of those communities. Get ahead of it now because Andover is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And even if recent history says, well, you know, Rapids has had a couple of teams that have challenged for that 7AA, for the, for the foreseeable future, it would be Andover if we go by population yeah. and youth organization. Mm-hmm. It would be Andover and then the rest of the field. So if you can drop Andover back to its contemporaries in 5AA, and if you bump up this Hibbing group in time for them to play high school, I where they're studs mm-hmm. at the Bantam level, you could have a legit legitimate outstate seven double a contender and we could avoid some of these seven metros one outstate state tournaments right yeah it would it would make fascinatingly you know i think hipping would have an easier road in seven double a without andover than they would seven a with hermantown agreed i I hundred yeah. percent totally agree. That's mm-hmm. why this, so it, it's it's the kind of a logical move, as crazy as that sounds. I think it's a great move. I, so it what makes you're saying exciting. is, you see, so if it's a logical move, then there's no way it'll happen. It can be screwed up, right? right? Yeah, no. <laughs> right? No, we're, no, we're no, gonna no, leave no. this up to uh, public schools officials, superintendents, <laughs> athletic directors, and, and the state high school league, and yeah. the state high school league. They won't screw that up. No, no, no never. No. Yeah, but boy, does it sound from our perspective. That's some of the juiciest stuff you'll ever mm-hmm. see. If if Hibbing and Rockridge move to double A, and if a. they do that, then Cloquet is going to be stuck in seven A with Hermantown, which is exactly what they don't want out of this move. It's, they didn't. It when, them. I think yeah. when they did this, they were thinking, "Hey, there's a better than fifty percent chance we could end up in five A with mm-hmm. with those te- you know little falls where teams that are more like us, you know, yep. athletically." All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that took up a lot of time. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, um, I'm very excited about that. Th- those uh, options we could have. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on. Uh, we had hockey day this past weekend, and I'm sad we don't have our resident jersey expert to opine on the jerseys. But do you have do you have any takes? Uh, well, I did. I, I well, Kayla made a very nice graphic last night. Uh, here's mm-hmm. a question for you. I, I really didn't. I couldn't really think of a reason why not to do it. I put the hockey day logo, even though we don't have license to it. But I thought it yeah. looked good on there. But did you, did you see a problem with using that? We were basically saying, "Here's the hockey day logo. Here are the six teams that played in hockey day. Yeah. Who had the best jersey? Who did you like? Rank your one. You, rank your one. Rank your six. Are you are you asking me about the jerseys? Are you asking me my opinion on using the logo? Use the logo. Let's do that one first. That's, okay, this is the most as cool as it is. And it's if I change copyright law, if yeah, I know. Here we go. Why change copyright if, law? If I had nothing to do and I had a family, then I would go to hockey day. But I don't, so I don't. That said. You know how corporate this is, and do you know how many lawyers these companies have on retainer? They got to do something. So yeah, they're gonna you know, beak about the using the logo. I just thought it looked kind of cool and didn't really care. Yeah, but looking kind of cool is what gets the guys at Dorsey and Whitney paid. I know, I know. So we're gonna we're going to jail. We should take it down. We should take the tweet down. I've never been to jail. Is it fun? Going to corporate identity jail. I don't think it's that big a deal. No. (laughs) Corporate identity jail. We're going there. That's gonna be it's gonna be a problem. Okay. So the jerseys are out there. Uh nice graphic, Kayla, Mm -hmm. uh, on short notice. Uh, nice pictures for Brennan. He took all of those. Um, I'm gonna go, we'll go one and six. Who's your one? Who's your six? Uh, one, my one is White Bear Girls. Not even close. I thought that bear, that 
rustic looking old school bear was just wicked. Yeah. And good. I thought Matabidas were disgusting. Oh, and I thought Not all of the explanation, purple. the explanation why the purple, all the stuff they did was fantastic. All of the explanations were A plus. The delivery was a D, maybe a C minus. Mm. <laughs> they like doing weird colors. Remember they did like the Oh, they did the, the Washington ones? Capitals. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That was gross. I, was I did not like this. I was better with, but ugh. all right. What's uh, Peter? What's your one and what's your six? Uh, my one is the white bear boys. I liked it. I did I like it. Love that. You know what else I, I like? I like the breezer cover was super. Oh, cool. they got the bear on the breezers, but I love the fact that on the front of the jersey it says white bear because that is what the locals refer to White Bear Lake and White it's Bear Lake white Township. Bear. Absolutely, it's White Bear. It's not White Bear Lake. It's White Bear. So I would go I like White that. Bear number one, and I'm going Stillwater Girls six. That yeah. is a throwback to their, like, 2007. Yeah, but it's the most awkward-looking logo. Like, the horse is not intimidating I... at all. The horse looks like it stumbled into the wrong barn and is trying to get out. <laughs> if you zoom yeah. in on the horse's face, it's just kind of... Yeah. It looks like a character <laughs> from Dragon Tales. Yeah. All right. Carl, what was your one? What was your six? Oh... Peter's reacting to something over there. He, oh, Kayla's, Kayla's, Kayla's silently And we're going to let me. Kayla sound off on this one as well because she put together the graphic with the illegal logos on it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, you're going to – do you want to go what, in front of Carl? What am I Yo, you, okay. saying? What, what's Which the favorite, like? number one, yeah. the, the number and number six, the ugliest? I honestly, the Stillwater one has to take the cake for ugliest. I really, just really Thank don't like you. that. Horse. I just thought it was like vanilla. Yeah. I didn't. I don't like that horse. It. It's really ugly. Okay, so what's your one? I like I like the white bear one. Which one? The boys, or girls? The boys one. Boys, okay. Oh. All right. All right. University yeah. Avenue sticks together. All right. That's. I, is that what you picked? Oh, it's not. That's exactly. You had the I same. You went the same. You went chalk. Peter chalk. Well, I I also. I you said you hate that purple one, but I kind of like the gradient. But I know it's not like traditional jersey no look. No gradient. But I kind of like it. No gradient. Well. Okay, Carl. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I agree that Stillwater's is my my last one. Um, the Bears. I don't know. Maybe I I just don't like the color scheme, but I'm mediocre on those two. Um, I loved Hills jersey, but they went screen print, which is sad. I just think it's cheap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about it. They right. got helmets. Yeah. They got helmets and gloves. Yeah. yeah. So they spent all their money on the gloves and the helmet. How much do you think is just laying <laughs> I around? Don't, that's, I agree. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be screen printed or whatever. Yeah. I did actually low key like the Hermantown one. Wow. Mm, I was yeah. hoping that wouldn't make the segment at all. <laughs> Because I was the I I was nice. I didn't give him I six. Don't really like their normal jerseys, so it was like, oh, that's kind of <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I didn't mark him down as my six. I was nice, but I was not yeah. a fan. And there's a certain member of our staff from that area that loves these things. And I, I, I've heard, I <laughs> not really that well, love that with them. Staff members' taste has been called into question. I know. I know. Well, he also like does videos with Sabaro. Judging Sabaro food, so it's authentic New York pizza. God, it is hot. <laughs> it is a chain. Yeah we, yeah, we had a long discussion about his fondness for Taco Bell last time. Yes. Okay, him, hold so, on. Yeah, <laughs> Taco Bell is a delicacy. What are you talking about? A steak quesadilla <laughs> no, with fire oops. sauce? Are you kidding me? 
All right. Well, moving on. Moving on. Okay, so we have our ones and our sixes. What would Danny have chosen? Uh, he's a traditionalist. I think so. he would have loved Hill. Well, but when it was Korean print, he would have. Yeah, he wouldn't have liked that. that. I think they all. Probably were. white bear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What would he? What would he have not liked? I think he would have not liked Mott like as Mott. well. Yeah. I think he yeah, would have no, been. That's that's too radical for Danny. Because he, he hates girls hockey, so he would have picked the he would pick the boys white bear. <laughs> And he would have picked Mott, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked Hill Murray's. You saw my tweet about Hill Murray. Mm-hmm. If if they would have broken out real Cooperalls, Ooh, I would have named yeah. my next pet Mr. Lechner. That was my tweet. <laughs> yeah, and then some donkey got on there and was like, you sound like you shouldn't have pets. Yeah, that well, that was some guy from White Bear. Like, that wasn't even remotely funny. So I thought it's it was. kind of funny to me. I thought it would be super cool. Had they, you could, you could make Cooperalls. They could have made the coolest ever hockey day. That would have literally that would have won. They would have won the the hockey day, even mm-hmm. without playing the game. Had they had sure. real Cooper Alls. Hey, this is Bill Lechner sure. from Hill Murray High School. I need you to fashion twenty five Cooper Alls for me. <laughs> who do, who does that? I don't know. Strauss doesn't do that. No. Um, all right, Carl. Keep it plugging. Um, all right. In our ongoing effort to catalog every fun trophy that is out there and keep track of them year after year, the Rusty, Rusty Skates Trophy. Uh, is that the Princeton? Was that the Princeton-Cambridge? Yes. Cambridge and Princeton. Cambridge won it. They retained the trophy. And it, they also got improved their standing in, in Section 5A. It's, that was like a 3-4 seed type decider game. Who won again? I'm sorry. Cambridge. Cambridge. Okay. Yeah, I, I expect that. Princeton's down. You know, it, which is there. strange yeah. because and I don't know if you guys know this. Princeton has a two sheet facility. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Princeton's hockey facility is two sheets. That's imp- that's impressive. That's one more than Hermantown. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's pretty darn impressive <laughs> yes! considering that Matamidi still shares a two sheet facility. <laughs> yeah, with they have Stillwater. a two sheet facility. Like, so yeah. I I always <laughs> put a discount on like like Princeton. Like, you should be better. They should be better mm-hmm. if you have a nice two. It's nice too. It's not, you know, it's nice place. So well, all right. Uh, then let's go to Elk River. We've we've got some things. Also possibly some furniture. Um, <laughs> that was nice. Nice. Uh, Coach Ben Gustafson had his 100th win this past week. Yes. So, God, he's the gloves. Best. He's the best. Gloves. Mm-hmm. So good for him. In in less fun news for Elk River, senior Carter Davis is back with North Iowa, so he's back in juniors. So oh, that's that a good may pick. explain some Elk yeah. River scores of late. Yep. Yeah. All right. What else you got? All right, we've got uh, a few milestones for for players too. Um, yeah, Gavin Thorson is now the Andover all time leading scorer. I thought that was crazy. Points. Yeah. Got past Lee Shane, who had previously held that. So that record is falling regularly these days. <laughs> Yep. And and then uh this other one is, is really a lot of fun. So we're gonna hype up a player who you've oh, never heard of. Oh yes. Who um is doing some impressive things. His name is Eli Fletcher. He plays for Prairie Center. He is in his fifth year of varsity hockey. Um I was actually struggling to get an exact number here. Like the hub was not matching what legacy hockey was, which is the you know, I think where the source was for this factoid, but um if legacy is correct. His 145 goals have tied him with Johnny Pohl for the 10th most all-time in state history. <laughs> and you've what? never heard of this kid. And they're yep. tied talent-wise, too. Wow, that was a good shot there on Johnny. Good. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, how many points? Yeah. 
He's got 196 if you read the hub. So he's got 140 goals and 40 assists. I like this kid. I like this kid a lot. We got to get him on the show. His splits are great. So it's like eighth grade, 21 and nine. It's freshman year, 32 and 12. Nice. Sophomore COVID year, 15 and five. Junior is my favorite, 44, 14. That reads like a Cole Iserman squirt stat line. I had a JV year. It was 22 and four. And there were literally two guys on my line who did not know how to score. They just could not put the puck in the net. I mm. passed. I legitimately passed, but they just right, couldn't score. Right. Sure you did. I, sure you did. 28 and 16 is his senior year to date, but <laughs> that is good for great. Eli um, I love uh, that. Good Prairie for Center him. team that's, you know, he, kept, he, he achieved this by having four goals and a seven to six loss to Wilmer. You know, I, it's just beautiful. I, I literally, when I saw that yeah. one, I sent you, Carl. I'm like, this is yeah. this is absolute gold mm-hmm. for our show. And and we'll throw this at you. You know, with his 196 points, you know, it's more than Shogabe, or no, Shogabe is more than that. But but he, neither of them is the leading scorer in the state right now. Who's active? Who is? It's Tyler Kennan. Oh Kitson yeah, County. from Kitson. Got 200, yeah, yeah. 284. I think I've said this on the show half a dozen yeah. times, but that kid hits a golf ball 350 yards with ease. Yeah. It He's an impressive – just on his golf alone, he's an impressive athlete. I'll say that. Yeah. He's tendered he's, he's number, somewhere, isn't he? Number yeah. six all-time in the state right now. Uh, really? Up on number five is Jackson Nelson. Four is Spihar. Three is Chaz Mezrud. Then you've got Pole and Hanowski. Wow. That's the company he's in. Yes, Smedsrud. Smedsrud got a little shout out on Twitter last night. They had the, oh. they had like six or seven students, uh, student athletes. Is it eight? So eight, six eight. girls and two men, six men, six six women, two men at Union uh, had their pictures taken together on kind of a hockey day honoring those kids. I thought that was kind of neat. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Saw Tyler Watkins on there. Always good to see Waddy. Waddy. All right, yeah. So it's fun, just fun to give those kids some shouts. What we love yeah, to do on the show, absolutely. And, and now we're going to give one of those coaches a shout too. Really, who's the coach? Oh, on the the coaches show. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, before we do that, a uh, quick shout out uh, to Red and Black League. Uh, Red and Black League is a great spring and fall league. You get twenty games. Um, you get good coaching. You get a chance to play with guys on your own team. You get to meet some other guys from other teams. It's north, it's south, it's uh, northwest. I mean, it's all over the state. If you look up red and black leagues, you can get on a team. Uh, ninth grade through 12th grade, uh, awesome for uh, a, a set of games between your winter season and your SDP. And it's a great set of games between uh, your SDP and and uh, regular season, so there's a, a spot for you. It's not super intense. Uh, there is no checking, so injury remain mostly injury-free as a w- way of playing in the Red and Black League. So check out the redandblackleagues.com. And the Red and Black Leagues are the sponsor of our coach interview with Tartan head coach Cole Leach. Cole has been around the Tartan Area Youth Hockey Association for years and years, first as a volunteer and then a mic coach and then a JV coach, and he's now the varsity coach. He was kind enough to sit down with Tony Scott and myself this morning. Take it away, Tony. Well, thank you, Peter, for that intro on Coach Veach. This is the Red Black League interview 
We have Coach Leach from Tartan High School. How are you doing today, Coach? Good, good. Thank you very much for letting me come on. This is awesome. Uh, we are excited. Uh, we're trying to spread our love all throughout the state, and it all happened with a tweet, right? Yep. You had a might <laughs> tweet or something on Thursday or Friday and tagged Youth Hockey Hub. And I looked, I'm like, this would be a great interview. This would really, you know, go after a, a different audience, uh, learn a little bit about a coach who's different, doing different things uh, within his youth program, a guy who's very dedicated. I'm excited to meet you. I'm excited to learn about you. We've done almost zero background on this, so we're just going to fire away. Peter and I are going to fire away some questions. Well, first of all, first question for Peter and I, you aren't a goalie from Manitoba. No, sir. Where Where are you from? Just give us your general background. I'm uh, I'm, I'm from the other part of East Side. I'm on from the Harding side, Battle Creek area. Really? Um, yes. Yep. Okay. Did you go to Harding High School? Yes, sir. All right. Great. Great. And did you play hockey there? I did play hockey, uh, not uh, the the varsity part uh, last two years. I didn't. I played the mid, what used to be called midgets, and now it's uh, called junior goals. There was a time it was called juveniles, too. Do you remember remember hearing that term? Yeah, that was before. Was that before the midgets? Yes, they called it juveniles. And basically it was juvenile delinquents who couldn't play varsity. It was was tough. Tough. It was tough. tough. We had a few buddies who played juveniles when I was in school. It was like, uh, I don't want to play in the juvenile league. That is bad. It was tough. It was tough. It it wasn't bad. I mean, we had back then is when uh, the schools would uh, get some of the Hill Murray kids that wouldn't get – on the varsity team, and we did we did fairly well. It was it was fun, it was a good time. All right, and when I sent you the email for the Zoom link, mm-hmm. uh, it was an ISDN school district email. Do you work for the school district in what capacity? No, sir. I I actually uh, work for the postal service, and I've been there for it'll be thirty eight years in May. No, wow, way. you're coming up on your yeah. pension as a postal yeah. character. Yeah, nice. Could, we could retire right now, my wife and I, but we uh we choose to just keep on going right now i don't know what will will turn us on but uh or turn us off here but sooner or later uh, do you we'll, actually we'll do you deliver do you sort nope, do you manage I'm, actually, uh, I'm a bean counter i'm a they the glorified word is a uh, uh accounting specialist it's, i just do a lot of spreadsheets i just i'm a bean counter that's pretty much what it is <laughs> okay. taking care of some numbers i love that accounting yeah. specialist and how honestly yeah. you told me you were 58 years old. So how yep. did you, this is basically your only employer. Right. Yep. Right. So how did you get yeah. started there? Uh, my dad, my dad is an architect for the postal service. And uh, when I was going to college, so I nepotism to then basically yeah, nepotism. Exactly. Love it's it. the only reason I got in. The only reason <laughs> I got in. Um, and uh, I was going to junior college and I was playing football and baseball at Inver Hills community college. Actually, they don't take, uh, they don't do baseball or football anymore. And, uh, the postal job came up and, uh, you know, talked over with my dad and I said, this is probably be it. And I finished out the year going to night school. I was at, uh, working nights. And then I was, uh, also uh, going to school, um, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And I wanted to go on and play football uh, again, but I just thought the job was too good to pass up. And for a young kid at 20 years old, I had $40,000 job. And I said, well, I'm, this is good. You know, I, but I thought I was going to be out when I was 27 years old, but, uh, I hung on a little bit longer. Never have it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Simple question. Have you ever delivered a letter 
for the Postal Service? No, sir. Wow, oh, man. Yep. We started, what I started was this big uh, coop, this big area, and you just sort letters. Right. And I guess I would deliver that way. I guess that's how I would deliver and put it into that way. And when I was working the night shift, I was on the night shift for about 16 years. Um, and that, that's how I just sort it that way. And then when this job that I have now came up, and that was more in the, uh, they deal with, I, I specifically deal with like fraudulent checks. And, oh. and that's the worst thing is I went to school for uh, counseling intervention with kids. That's what I was going to, that's what I wanted to get into. But this, this just took me a different area, a different way. And, and uh, that's why I try to all tell the boys all the time that don't worry where you're, you know, cause a lot of them want to play hockey past high school. And I said, each one is going to take you, it's going to take you a different path. I've seen that from different people. And, and uh, you know, you might end up not on the team that you want to after high school, but, just keep playing, keep plugging along, and something's going to happen. Someone's going to like you. Maybe you're one of the top teams there, and just keep on going. And, and if, if you're fortunate to play college hockey, D3, D1, it doesn't matter. Just go and play and have some fun. All right, so you talked a little bit about, you said your wife, do you have any kids? And is that yes, how, sir, I'm I trying to figure out how you got back into hockey then. Uh, I'm trying yeah, to get them. I'm trying uh, to lead you just there. Just have one. Yep, All right. We were just blessed with one. Yep, yep. he's he's 28. He's uh, He works a uh, uh, at a, a department of agriculture, but he's also uh, a football coach. Okay. Um, he was at Minnetonka and I think, no, this year he's going to go back at Creighton. He's going right. to uh, be the D line coach there. Did he and play? My wife is worked at, go ahead. pardon me. Did, did he play sports, your son? Yes. Yep. He was a high, that's how I get started playing here. Here we go, I guess. And uh, I've always liked hockey and, and uh, he, he played hockey. Uh, he was a football player on ice. He just, he enjoyed it as well. And, I was sitting in the little uh, rooming, little warming area at uh, Tartan while he was a mite. And uh, this uh, one, now one of my friends, Doug Hersom, and he's on our staff. He uh, looked at me and said, well, quit looking in there. And why don't you come on out and skate with us and, and get going. And I haven't skated at that time for like 10 years. And he said, it doesn't, you know, just come on out and teach, you know, just, and I loved it. And so that's how I started coaching at the, uh, at coaching hockey. I've always loved hockey. I always thought it was the best sport. And it was, I mean, it's, it's always been fun. I was always better at football and uh, baseball, but hockey, I just loved. So the Tartan high school coach, it got his, cut his teeth by coaching mites. Yep. yep. <laughs> that, that's perfect though. That, perfect. that Cole, that uh, don't, don't take this as sarcasm. That, that is perfect. That's a very organic way yeah. to come into yep. coaching because God love them. The, the former college players and the former pros who come back to Minnesota mm -hmm. and coach, it always feels a little bit like they're chasing some ghost of the past, whether it's subconscious or unconscious, what have you, but you starting at the might level and working your way all the way to the varsity. That is a very, uh, it's a cliche, but a workman type ladder to climb. Well, I appreciate that. I, I and then I've and, and I, I got I loved it so much that a friend also got on the board and he asked me. He goes, "Why don't you come out and be the C director?" And I've been on the Taha board off and on um, now for twenty years since been there, and I've done everything from minor director to uh, you know uh, fundraising coordinator, vice president. I never wanted to be the president. I just thought okay. it would be too much to handle and. And now Especially I'm, uh, after tryouts, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. There's, it's always been there. <laughs> it's the That's worst job tough. in the state. Yep. Yep. It is. That one it is. That one's tough. 
they don't get pay, they don't get paid a lot, and they just get no. murdered the week after. <laughs> no, exactly, you, you dread the uh, board meetings uh, the the next uh, the week you know. after. Yep. Well, oh, according yeah. to your board meeting minutes, you seem to do pretty well getting motions passed. Uh, that was <laughs> yeah. when I was doing some of my background. That was the first thing that popped up was like meeting minutes from 2010. And I thought, am I really going to read Tartan Youth Hockey board meeting minutes from 2010? Yeah, we had to find some dirt on the guy. Heads, apparently yeah. he's not a goalie not from a goalie Winnipeg. From Winnipeg. So, right, yeah, okay. so we had that's nothing. My brother. Yeah, that's my half brother. Yeah. We had nothing. <laughs> twin. We had nothing. Um, yep. Well, this is fun. I, I, we were going to do a bunch of stuff before the show. I'm like, let's just turn it on and let's sure. learn about coal the old-fashioned way, just like we're sitting sure. around a bar or yeah. a, uh, a dinner table. Um, all right, Peter, you got a question? I got a few more here. I, I do. I want to stay in the same vein of holding so many jobs and wearing so many hats in a youth program like Tartan. And to dive right into the deep end, it's one thing to say, well, yeah, I'm the vice president of the board at the – Osseo Maple Grove Youth Association or the Rogers Youth Association where you got kids hanging from the rafters. Literally the and, rafters. And there are people around the program that are kind of like, okay, I'll put some money behind this. You don't have to go to Shakey's Pizza to find a sponsorship. Mm -hmm. But coming from a program like yours where it's already a co-op, you're already kind of scrapping for numbers. And one of your sort of trademarks has been effort is non-negotiable. Does yes, that sir. also apply to your work with the youth program in addition to coaching the high school team? Most definitely. It was, uh, I tried to, uh, with the, the co-op, um, we tried to bring in different things and we thought we have to have a, a skills night and we wanted to bring a skills night in. So we do it Wednesday and we bring our staff out and not that we know everything. We, we welcome the other coaches that we have two teams a night come out there. That's why, cause we're small. So we bring two night, two teams out. And we want the kids just working as, as hard as they can effort. You know, I mean, if they fall down, we talk about going over speed and if they fall down and I could care less if you fall down, I, I worry that you get up back up and you keep on going. So your effort needs to be at, at the highest it can be that day. And we know some kids, you know, something's going on in their life. Maybe they're not ready to, to get in there, but if you can go in there and talk with them and, and let them know that, you know, you're behind them going saying, go, 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 or, or, you know, going, get them to go fast. It's just because you're trying to get them to improve. You want them to have fun there while you, you have to make, uh, you have to make, you know, memories for these kids too. And they can be memories in just a skills night. And we know that. Does that also apply off the ice to the rest of the people who work in the association? Because you're not showing up for a board meeting and beating your chest and saying, we're competing for championships this year. Right. And, you know, I'm a big deal because I'm the president or whatever. It truly feels like if you're a board member at this association, you're doing it for love of the kids and love of the game. Most definitely. I mean, I, every board meeting, I t tell everybody, I say, I thank them for their time because of the time they're putting in, they're taking away from their families and their, their jobs. And they need to, uh, you know, come there and they have to make decisions like right now we're they're deciding right now is uh do they want to merge with johnson uh, north st paul and uh, i think it would be a good fit because if we go off on our own our numbers aren't great we have 25 bantams we have 27 peewees and we have 27 squirts but if we combine we have a chance where we can have three three teams at each level and then the young ladies i mean this year we had the uh the u12 and u15s are co-opted with white bear right now um, so, you know, our numbers, we, we have to keep the, the girls as well, because they have brothers and, you know, we have to, you know, the last thing you want to do is go to badness heights and at Tartan, you know, there's two different, you know, you, the families are split, you know, going there. It's not bad if it's 
two at the same arena, you know, one hour after another, but it's tough to be Vadnitz Heights at six o'clock and Tartan at eight o'clock. And so it's difficult. Makes it harder. So yeah. So the board members, they did, they have a tough decision. Um, and they need to, they have to know that, uh, the people are around them. I mean, they have, um, you know, the, uh, the voting and, and they were voted in and, and that's, you know, you should take pride in that too. You know, you're, you're being the voice for the whole association. Where does a kid, uh, you're an East side guy, obviously. Um, where does a kid who lives in the Johnson school district, peewee boy or girl play this season? Uh, I know it's the Tartan show, but but it's a really important because we, everybody kind of knows it's going Johnson app. Everyone said this might be the last year for Johnson high school. So where are these kiddos going to go play next year? If they don't play with you guys, would it be with maybe St. Paul? Would it be with Highland? I think it would be St. Paul Highland. um, Cause they initially, uh, Moose was going to talk to to them over there as well. And, and uh, their youth association, the JCNSP has talked with, Island and right now they're with us, um, you know, and, and there's always, you know, when there's two, two boards, there's presidents on both sides or vice presidents on both sides, you know, so there's some, you know, going back and forth. And um, I don't think either, either association wants to be absorbed by the other. Um, they came up with the name East Metro and they both seem to, to like both sides, Taha and JCNSP like the, uh, are good with that. And that's good. I mean, that's, it's like the North stars, uh, new, new logo, uh, new color scheme, you know, and, and that's fine. That's good. And it's, that's, that's fine. Um, and then they get to choose after that, where they want to go to high school, either Johnson or, or North or Tartan. Okay. That's awesome. Which I'm um, assuming is based on geography for most of the kids. Yes. Yep. Um, you know, there's, uh, right now, like you said, there, I, it's just, it's so difficult. I think the kids just want to keep on playing, Moose is doing a you know great job there to trying to keep it together at 160 years and and he's given kids that uh, I mean we have kids too that uh, during that COVID season that was worth we had four kids that never played hockey and they came out one was wanted to be a goalie and I said boy did your mom and dad know that how much it cost to be a goalie <laughs> don't but, tell uh, them so you, yeah I know exactly so we're just trying to keep uh, um, as many kids we can playing um, we're fortunate to have that. Uh, that team that went to the state tournament three years ago, we have a majority of those players here. And I, I mean, our record is terrible to tell you the truth, but it isn't because of effort. It just seems like every game there's something to happen, but these kids keep working. Our work ethic, you know, our, like we talked about is non-negotiable. We're going to keep on trying, keep on going. It, it is what it is. Um, we want the boys and girls to enjoy themselves, but, we truly believe that effort's not negotiable and that'll help you in the long run. We were, we had a segment on our show last week and we talked about, I don't know how it came up, but I said the, the, the guys uh, that are coaching Woodbury and Eastridge and Eastview and all these schools that are being, especially on the East side that are getting poached by the, the Cretans and the Hill Murrays and the mm-hmm. St. Thomas of the world. Uh, those are the coaches that are really earning the $6,000 a year uh, oh, yeah. versus the, you know what I mean? <laughs> I love Bill Lechner, <laughs> but like how hard really is it? Right. You know, how hard is it when you have that much talent to succeed? But you guys, the talent is 
being taken away from you guys. And I think those are the guys that are, you know, building the game and just keeping the lights on and making sure these kids have a place to play high school hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that uh, mentality, the mentality you have to have when you lace up the skates uh, come mid-November. You know as a double-A team you're not going to state. What is the what is the progression, Coach, for – for your kids to get them pumped up to for, for the season, we talk. We talk about there's four pillars of to our identity. Um, one is effort is non-negotiable. Um, we earn your 306. That's more of an effort mentality. Um, the second one is doesn't matter, get better. That's a resilient uh, resilience you need to uh, when you, you know you're going to be the underdog almost every time you take the ice. Um, uh, not on my watch is an accountability uh, that we use and fill your teammates buckets. That's a selfless acts. And we try to bring all these four pillars into everything we do. Um, either community service. We have the uh, boys will always help us like fall warmups and things. And we try to bring that, those pillars to our practices, our, our off ice things. We've uh, this year, we went uh, out to uh, Fort Snelling and laid the wreaths down as a group. Really? And uh, we went out there, and, and it was it's great because a lot of the uh, boys get a chance to put something on their grandpa's, uh, put the wreaths on their grandpa's uh, stones out there at Fort Snelling. Um, and uh, off ice, um, kind of talking with um, some of the kids and the youth. I mean, they're always around looking on the sides, and and I tell the boys that they think you're rock stars. They they don't write, they don't know you guys are two and seventeen. All right, they they don't know that. Go and and talk to them and. And every team we play is, uh, you know, we have to be up. Um, we played White Bear. We played Hill Murray and, and St. Thomas last night, and I thought we were doing fine, and we just hit that switch and something it happens. It's not a defenseman's fault. It's not the goalie's fault. You know, it's uh, coaches that we have to coach better to get those guys. And, and uh, I have uh, parents that come up and say, well, you guys can't beat these guys. You can't beat that guy. But we don't tell our boys that. They don't know that. They think they're going in there and, we're not looking for ties um, or, you know, or losing the game two to one or three to one at, at you know, as long as your effort was good, let's go. I said, we're not going to try for a tie. We're, we're trying to, you know, win. And it's, uh, I, I know I have the parents thinking that, holy cow, give me a drink out of this guy's glass. But, <laughs> right. But, uh, but I can't tell the boys that we're not going to win um, because then they're going to be defeated. Uh, we just have to have them give what they can give. If you, you're not as skilled as our first line. Maybe you're going to block shots. Maybe you're going to be on the PK and you, you know, fill your teammates buckets by blocking a shot, you know, you know, being ready. And then when you're, when you have a teammate out there blocking a shot and he's out there putting some skin in the game, we better be up and, and jumping on the bench and, and patting the uh, boards, letting them know that we appreciate what they're doing out there. Where uh, do you stand on this double A? Because I know you had a two-year stint where you were A, and now all of a sudden you go from Tartan to Tartan. You know what I mean? Like you could go to sure. state in 4A. Uh, four double A, not so much. Where, where do you stand on that, and how does it work? Uh, and I, I only know this from experience. Kennedy is about the same size school as Jefferson, but they somehow petition every year themselves into a based on something like free and reduced lunch or something yeah, like yeah. that. And that's the biggest thing. help us understand what yep. all that's about. So the listeners can feel your, what you're going, you through. know, if I, um, we're, we're big school, we, we are yeah. very diverse. School. How, how many, 2000, 1500. 
I think we got about 16 now. Okay. I think we're up to 16. So about the same now, size now as Kennedy just, and yes. Jefferson yep. and St. Yep. Louis Park and those types of right. schools. Yep. Yep. And I mean, you had North St. Paul too. They're the same as, as Target. It, it's ISD 622. We're in the same school district. We have the same. It's it's this almost the same school, but it, it in the sense of the diversity. It just we don't have a lot of hockey players playing. It's a little bit older community too, so it's not. Uh, there is a newer addition uh, that came across over here by Imation by 3M that's opened up and. And I think that's a little bit of North St. Paul, Lake Elmo. So we're hoping to get some, some families there, but um, the uh, free and reduced lunches is how um, uh, when the school board gets together, they're going to sit down in an RAD. We'll go and talk to, um, we'll, we'll kind of put it out there. Okay. You know, Tartan, you know, this year where, where our record is such and such, it doesn't matter about, about that part, but we don't have a lot of kids. We haven't cut a kid in five years. Um, and unfortunately, the young man that I had to cut, he's on our staff now. No way. Yeah, Logan Logan Cameron, he's our goalie coach. And that was the toughest thing. We had six goalies. We can't play high school hockey with six goalies. And, right. And so so he, he's here with us, and he's a, been a huge uh, help for us. Is so, JV ever in jeopardy, or you you think your numbers are good enough you'll always have a JV? Well, we're always struggling. And, and with 16 seniors this year, we do have uh, – kids playing, um, the seniors playing on the JV. And I tell the coaches, I said, I'm not trying for the JV championship of the world, but I, uh, if you want to have a, you know, play a JV, we have to play sometimes three to four, even five seniors to play on that team. Um, I want the kids to play too. I don't want them to sit the bench and we're going through that right now where some, some seniors are sitting the bench where I, I'd like them to play. Um, you know, you want to play high school hockey. But, you know, some just don't want to play the JV route and stuff. And and um, they've grown up with their other friends, and it's tough to – you can't put 16 seniors on one right. team. So, so it is very difficult. Because we have a sophomore and we have a couple juniors that have, have done a good job. They're a good job. They're there. Um, but, the, you know, to, to get, answer your question with that, uh, um, the AD will go to the, the state or uh, the school board and say, you know, we have these kids in the, the reduced lunch. We don't have a lot of, um, they don't have the means. They don't have the funding to play hockey because it's a little bit more expensive, and that's why they can't get into play. Um, you know, and uh, we, you know, we have some kids we find out that um, are living, you know, they're living in a car. Uh, we've heard that before. They're living in a car, they're, and they're going to school, um, and, you know, they go different places to get, you know, take a shower and stuff, and, and, you know, we have single family homes, you know, and uh, sometimes there's two families in, in the house and, you know, they kind of just kind of get in there and it's, it's, uh, it's tough. So, I mean, when we talk, when I tell Brian, I, I don't care where we play, if we play A or AA, um, it's tough. This year has been the toughest season for us to play, but if we would play A or I think you guys have talked about a three tier system. I mean, I, I see where some of the outer skirts, um, where they even have less numbers than we do. They want a chance to play a little bit and, you know, be seen on TV. I totally understand that. If there's a second tier uh, for three, three tier tournament, I know that might have some people going crazy, but I think we would fall in that middle part, but. And you'd fit in nicely in that middle part. Yeah. Yep. I think so. I think the reason I'm such a proponent for it is it would do wonders for your youth program. Yes, mm-hmm. look at our team. We are we last year we were 18 and 12 and we got you know we got to here and we they, mm-hmm. they could see the success. Right now there's it's, it's a harder and, and success breeds success. 
And I think that would be great for the game. I, I know I'm going to probably get shot the next time I enter a rink for saying that, but I, I, I'm I'm very uh, understanding of the middle class of high school hockey, mm-hmm. and you guys are right in that middle class. Yep, I would agree with you. I mean that's, I mean we we are with our school size number. We're a double A. Totally understand it. Yeah, I, I accept it as a coach. Our players, and exactly what you said is uh, when we were uh, set up to be class A those two years. We had more people coming into the association. We did have our numbers. Yeah. As soon as we went to the double A, those numbers went away. You are exactly correct. Yeah, I think it's, it would just be good for the program. It's good for hockey. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that's, again, another maybe people say I'm always uh, against the MSHSL. I just think that they don't really, you know, they're, they're also in charge of one-act play, dance line, you know, yep. and lots of other things. So, like the growth of the game what isn't – they don't wake up every morning and go, how can we grow the game like you do, Coach Leach and Peter and I do. And, and it's, that's where it gets frustrating for us. It's like the growth of the game is probably like 900th on the list of the mm-hmm. MSHSL <laughs> for every, all sports. <laughs> I'm not sure they're interested in yep. growing one-act play. You know, they're, right. just, they're just – I feel like they're kind of just hanging on, you know, like – you know. From what I – go me, ahead. I'm sorry, Tony. From what I hear is <clears throat> when they – uh when the Minnesota State High School League sits down and decides who's A, double A, it's um it could be a um someone from Benson, Minnesota or you know, Grand Rapids, Minnesota, or Cambridge, Minnesota. They're sitting in and they might be more, you know, there might be uh swimming uh can you know Correct. they don't know about the hockey part of it and and that's fine. I I'm not saying that it's no. just, I think everybody should know. I think there should be hockey people that decide who does the A and double A there should be swimming people doing the A double A they have it for football. They do a really good job with football. I think football's done really well. Yeah. Other classification. Yeah. They, they kind of declassify the, too, to the schools. Yeah. They you de- see those. I mean, they're fun. The bands are playing. It's, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, other question, Peter, I got one last one here. Oh, of course I, I have so many more here questions. You, you mentioned, uh, when we were talking about free and reduced lunch, that sometimes the administration will hear a kid is living in a car or using mm-hmm. the YMCA to shower. Does that put a two and seventeen record in perspective? Like, yeah, we're two and seventeen, but you know what, kid, you're not showering at the YMCA. You get to, yep. you know, you get to come to the rink, and your biggest worry is if you have enough sock tape today. Exactly. So take your complaints and shove it because we got kids that really need help. Mm-hmm. We when we. Uh, there's a couple of years ago, that's when we heard about the young man that had some troubles and stuff. And, and he, when he could come to the rink and play, it seemed like it lightened his day. And he looked, he just had this uh, sense of, okay, I don't have to worry about my outside life right now. I get to come here and just play. I get to skate. I get to, you know, pass the puck with my buddies. I get to just to do all kinds of things a kid should do at that age and not worry about, you know, okay, after this, I have to go back to work. You know, I have to go to work and, and uh, come back and and help my mom out with this or that. And, um, that that was a that was a tough season, but it was uh it was a great season because uh, the player became you know he was an honorable mention, all conference player. No way. And uh, he just he was a, just a great kid, and and now he's you know he's trying to go to school. He's just working on some things at different jobs and stuff, but he wants to go to school and. I still keep in contact with them to try to help them do what I can and try to get them get them one of those I fancy mean, 
postal service jobs like you got. <laughs> yep, that done right. I could have that. Rest you invest, know. baby. Rest invest. Yeah, done right. Um, let's hear. You know, while we're here, let's talk some hockey. Let's hear about your yep. team this year. Talk about you know maybe your 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 goalie who's probably faced a ton of rubber or oh. a couple seniors. You talk about sixteen seniors. Let's just throw a couple kids out there who've made your job easy this year. Oh sure, um, Ben Bengaro came over from uh, South St. Paul. He uh, he's one of our uh, goalies, and also Damon Henniger is a, a young man that is uh, seen all the rubber too. We're going back and forth, um, kind of seeing which one. They're, they're both playing well. It's, I mean, their their uh, save percentage is high and everything, but we have to do a better job on the defensive end. We're just we're flying guys too much, and we're not that high scoring of a team. We have to play the uh, more of a defensive structure game, and I think the boys are starting to see that. Um, Noah Joyce is one of our top players, and um, and he's he does a great job. He's you know he's got he's got twenty five points, um, but boy, that kid leads by example on and off the ice. Um, last year he came in, uh, halfway through, he got injured in the summer and he worked his tail off. Um, so he, he missed, uh, 13 games and, uh, in those 13 games while he was hurt, he was our best manager I've ever had. He was helping <laughs> the guys with sharpening skates. He was making sure there's enough tape and, and everything. If something went wrong, does, you know, do we have a mouth guard for this guy? And, you know, just to chew on, not to really wear it, just to chew, but right. um, he was outstanding. Um, that kid. It's perfect. Uh, he's, a, he's one of the most selfless uh, kids I've ever wor- uh, worked with, and his character is unbelievable. Um, his line mate, Brody Laska, uh, he's got 19 points on the season, and, and he's developed a shot over the summertime here that uh, has really helped him on the power play. He's got seven goals, I think, on the power play that have helped us. And we're not a big scoring team, so, I mean, the points we get there. Stone Rash, who we brought from, he was playing defense. We brought him up to play forward. Um and uh, he, he's done an outstanding job. Um, in our in our back end, uh, John Duggan and, and Connor Wapsie have been outstanding defensively. They they play a, they log a lot of minutes. We're pretty young on the D D side with that. Um, we got a couple seniors that are, are coming through. Um, and you know, I mean that uh, kids. Uh, this is going to be the last year we have an A type. Uh, the boys, the senior group, they played Class A. After that, we don't have a lot of gentlemen that have uh, played in the class a um, our whole JV team is pretty much kids that played C or B2 hockey um, and uh, our t- our coach Tommy Veneman down there is doing an outstanding job of of just making them men, quality men but also uh, hockey players that you know hopefully we can keep on rising up to play varsity next year how long have you coached at Tartan? Uh, this is my sixth season um, as a varsity coach and uh, the year before that was a I was a JV coach, and then before that I was a three-year volunteer uh, at uh, Tartan. Um, really? How I started, how I got into it is I wanted to coach uh, high school hockey when I was coaching at the youth, and I put in for the girls' job at Tartan because it kept on changing, you know, year and year. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to go give it a shot. I just want to coach high school hockey, and the uh, Coach Roma Chuck, who is now my mentor, to tell you the truth, I still go back and talk with him, and and I'm glad he got into the Hall of Fame this year. Steve Roma Chuck, and outstanding. Anyways, he was on the board, and he'd seen my name on there, and he knew I was with the youth, and and did a lot of things with the youth, um, because I'd try to do this coffee with coaches in the in the morning, where the high school <laughs> coaches would come in and talk with the youth. That's awesome. Coaches, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, 
he asked me, he goes, well, why do you want to coach at the girls level? I said, well, I want to coach high school hockey. And, um, and so then he goes, why don't you, uh, why don't you come coach with us? And that's how I started being a volunteer coach. And he goes, I can't pay you. I can't do anything. I said, I don't need to be paid. I just want to, I just want to go out. I work for the postal and service. The, <laughs> I don't need to be paid. Postal service, yeah. I got my 301, <laughs> my 501 and everything. Yeah, I was getting <laughs> you know, good to go. Sounds like you do the Lord's work, Cole. Sincerely. Yeah. 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 yeah it's I fantastic. Uh, this has been an awesome interview. This has been great. I, I, I really, I learned a lot about Tartan. I learned a lot about you and, and uh, kind of the struggles. I, I still think there's a brighter days uh, for your program. And I don't know if uh, it, a lot of this, a lot of the fruit of the labor is going to be the fruit that you set up years ago when you started as a mic coach in the Tartan program. Well, I, I might have my name out there as being right there, but I have a lot of people helping me. I guarantee you a lot of people helping. Um, I, I don't think you have enough uh, time for me to add everybody, but I, uh, it's not just me. I, I appreciate that, but there's a lot of people that are helping out. Uh, who are a couple of those people? Let's give them a couple of shout outs, like a, a board president or, a, or, or Josh, Josh we, Royce, who's the, uh, here's VP, one. And then Mike Launderville, the vice the president. Here's one for you. So, and, and this is maybe the third one. We did a piece, a video series this year. It was kind of the unsung heroes, the people like the, you know, the, the might directors, the, 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 what's the person called where they sign everybody up with you registrar registrar, oh, registrar. Oh, yeah. you know the That's tournament Nikki. coordinators yeah. all Bettis, these people yep. right we we did all these people like the unsung heroes the people do all the hard work and just don't get any credit um exactly. who are some of those people in your association that just don't get enough credit boy that would be josh royce to tell you the truth he's the vp mike launderville does a lot as well don't don't get me wrong but uh josh royce does a lot for try to keeping the girls together he has a young lady a daughter as well but he also has a young son that's playing but his daughter's now is is white at white bear because of the they just didn't have enough numbers for the girls so they're there but josh royce and mike launderville are doing an outstanding job of trying to keep uh things together um and boy there's a couple more nikki bennis is our registrar um and it's so tough he says i mean i you know i don't make it to every board meeting but when I there, you know, he tells me it's very difficult to make everything. Right. Here's a true story. I, when we did the video series with this woman from Blaine, you know, Blaine's got a little bit bigger than Tartan, but it's just whatever. She's like 900 kids. And I go, so what do you do with the 900 kids? Well, I have to verify all 900 addresses, whether they're inside the borders oh, of Blaine. I'm like, all 900 or just kind of like pick and choose. She goes, all 900. I'm like, oh, oh man. that's a hard job, you it know. certainly is. So I, I can imagine. So those people, I, I appreciate you giving those those people a shout out because I, I'm certain they're going to want to hear what you had to say about your team and about your background. It, it was fun to get to know you, Peter. Any more questions for Coach Leach? I got nothing. Coach Leach has got to run over to that new housing development with a plate <laughs> of cookies, uh, start greasing the palms of Kraus Anderson and Garmin yep. Builders, and say, "Hey, you know, there's some land, you know, just like east of Tartan High School. You could set up another development." That would be fantastic. But, uh, that is awesome. Cole, this has been fantastic. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us this morning. Peter, Tony, Kayla, thank you very much for having me. I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cole Leach, head coach at Tartan High School. Well, that was a fantastic interview with Tartan head coach Cole Leach. You know, if I started every morning by talking to Cole Leach, I would be in the best mood. That guy just seems so content with his role as a as a coach 
in that type of association. His four, what were those four things that he hold works on? I got on? you. They were, I, was I got like, you, bro. Wow, that was really good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Accountability. Uh, um, effort filling is, people's buckets. Effort is non-negotiable. Yes. Uh, doesn't matter. Get better. Yep. Fill your teammates' buckets. Love that. Hmm. And uh, accountability. Was I wrote down an act. Bucket was, was the last resilience, one. Accountability, selfless acts, and then um, listen to someone's taking notes here. Wow. Yeah. Er, well, earn your three oh six. They were. He had a quote for each of the pillars. Yeah. And so uh. the four pillars were resilience, accountability, selfless acts, and then the effort. I think. Yeah, that was the first one yeah. he talked about. It was good. Good interview with him. And I'm, I'm glad that we are able to make our interviews more of a statewide feel to it. You know, I think we're kind of going all over the state. And I, when I talked to him before on Friday about doing an interview, I said, Hey, our goal, we, I mean, we do have some repeats on here um, for whatever reason, you know, we had mm-hmm. uh, coach funk on here because we talked about, Mick a little bit, you know, we're going to have some repeats to some degree, but I would like to get, I would rather interview the, uh, coach from Wyndham before we redo another interview with, let's just say Aaron Fulton or something like that as good as Aaron was, but I would love to just keep plugging away, get every coach we can on this show and uh, show our statewide appeal as opposed to just the, the cool double a schools like we could have next year, next week with Bill Lechner. So we'll get to that later. Carl, All right. should we, well, do we have the past? This is your time to shine. This is, yes. you are Danny's biggest critic on games mm-hmm. of the past. And see, see Dan, Danny is an abstract artist. He paints a picture. There are many scores. They come here, they go there. Yeah. How do they fit together? It's up to you. You get to interpret the picture. Yours, I, I yeah, would you're call more this of an a, abstract artist as well. No, more, you're more, more of like a paint-by-numbers guy. This thing yeah, is... You've got to zoom in here and understand. This, there's, there's logic. It's always, there's order. It's, it's like, you know, deep there is order. There is order. Yeah. It says GOP on there. It doesn't Games say the date. Um, no, because and the, the handwriting is because whether these games happen literally. On did you break Thursday a knuckle? It's not what's important. Did you break a knuckle? Did you do you need summer orthopedics to give I, you a wrist brace or something? Because this I is might. horrible. If they this is horrible, me, I'll, I'll take one. All right, all right. Regardless, okay. We, they don't have to look at your handwriting. They just need to hear your description of some of these games. It looks like you got about 20 games on here. Yeah. It's your and time to what shine. We're do here is we're going to go roughly in section order here. Obviously, there are games that are crossing over and so on. Yep. But we're going yep. to bring, bring some logic to the games of the past. All right. Let's hear some logic. <laughs> so we're going to start in 1A, where we had a couple notable scores from Northfield this week. So first... Uh, they beat Albert Lee three to nothing, which and Albert Lee had been hanging in there as a contender in the section, yep. so this gives you a sense of where they are. And they also beat Mankato East eight to three, which is uh, tells you something about where one A is versus three A right now. I literally have all the scores you're gonna read. This is one of the most significant ones here because it really tells us how far apart one A and three A are uh, in the landscape. If and my point is, if you're a if you're a top three seed, you want one A. I mean, you want three A. You want to get you want to get a nice little dish of three A. You sure do. 
No offense to my friends in Mankato and New Ulm, but we, you guys have a major hill to climb if you're going to get a first-round upset victory. Mm-hmm. So. And Northfield also beat Mayo this week. It was a decent double-A team, so yes, week for, for Northfield. Yep. Moving on to Section 2A. Um, Do we even the, talk about 2A? This is just crazy. I mean, I, I love it because there are... What what do, what do we said? The score is always three to two. I have yeah. three three to two scores. I'm reading this one. I don't even believe it to be true. Is this real? Did this the really other happen? One, though is, is exciting. So we'll start with that one. Providence Academy eight, Blake four. Oh how the mighty four, have four fallen. to four after two. It was so Blake went up one nothing. Providence went up three to one. Blake went up four to three. Then Providence you know, rattled off five unanswered to win it. That's a that's a crazy score. That's worth yeah. it. Thank you for that because that's a really important score. Blake loses later on this week too. Yes, they they, they lost to Holy Angels too. I don't think I have yep. that one down here, but so rough week for Blake and they're yes. out of the top four and six AA and yes, they are struggling out of the top twenty five too. All right, we have another top ten A team here. Mm-hmm. North Ordo beats New Prague three to two. They also beat Waconia three to two. That's crazy, but I let's stick to that Orono Newprey game really quick. Yeah. That's important. That's an important score. We had one of those up in the girls, Proctor, Hermitown, Duluth, Marshall. It's the same kind of score where you get two teams, one that's really highly ranked, Orono, is barely beating, you know, mm-hmm. New Prague. A team they might have to play. Well, they no, they won't play. But New Prague is but. that tells me that New Prague will be very competitive in one A again mm-hmm. this year. And then Orno Waconia, three two, three to two. Wow, Oof. not no, good. Notable hockey power Waconia. Yeah, yeah. It's, All right, and they're, they're winning, but sticking with the right <laughs> county conference, you got one more here. One more three to two score. Holy Family three, Delano two, which is tighter than I expected. Yeah, that's about that's about what I thought it would be. Yeah, that's what I would do. All right, next game. Okay, head down to 3A. Um, significance there. New Ulm beats Laverne 3-1, to one, and they just keep mm. plugging away, probably locking up that top seed in 3A. Yeah, I think I saw on Twitter that that also wraps up the Big South Conference for the whatever fourth, fifth mm-hmm. year. Ever since Jackson Nelson left, whatever year that would be. Right, yeah. <laughs> right? Five years mm-hmm. maybe. Yep, and so hard to say what New Ulm will do against anyone else, but at least within – that little three A bubble, they're they're doing well. So I see there's a, a theme here. You're staying you're staying on the class A side. Yeah, all scores We're class A going in second right. order. All right, keep going. <laughs> so now let's hop up to section five A, where there's a lot of where, juice. Yeah. So Little Falls five, Cambridge Isanti one. Yep. So solidifying their positioning there. Then in the aforementioned Rusty Skates game, Cambridge yep. Isanti beats, beats Princeton, Princeton five to two. So you're getting a pecking order through Cambridge. Yes, but this next score is really important. The Alexandria 3, Monticello 2? Yes. Hmm. 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 Okay. All right. First, Alex is coming. (laughs) Yeah. They've been slowly building. Monticello's hovering somewhere there, too. Yep. And then this one is just... Juice. Absolute juice. I'm glad you put this in here. Breckenridge, Wapiton 5. Becker, Big Lake, 4. First win of the season for Breckenridge. Oh, so, yeah. And, and Eric wow. wrote, Eric read a tweet there. What was it? That was first win in two years or three Is years? It? I missed that one. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was like three, 
two or three years since the last time <laughs> Brecken Wapton won a game. So yeah. All right, now and this so, next game is really so important. That, 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 one, one more factoid on that one. That leaves us with one undefeated team in the state, more out, and one defeated team in the state. Is that Becker Redwood Valley? Lake? Oh, Redwood Valley, okay. Yeah. All right. Oof. All right, next. Now we're going to he- head up to 7A for a couple interesting scores there this week. Rockridge 6, Denfeld 1. Sorry, Andy Larson. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm I was surprised by that, having seen Denfeld recently, you know, hang in there, play decent defensively against good teams, at least. Right. Not get totally blown out. And right. They got blown up by Rockbridge. <laughs> um, so. This is a score we don't normally ever report on Wisconsin or North Dakota mm-hmm. teams. It's pretty rare. But why is Superior beating Hibbing a big deal? Well, it's, it's this is a couple significant wins for Superior against Minnesota teams now. So it's more just a shout that. No, Superior would be a top 15 Class A team. They would. Um, okay. Yeah. So right. they're in there. And, it, you know, it is hitting a top 10 Class A team. Boy, <laughs> apparently they are. According to the <laughs> according to the Twitter feed, they are. And yeah. I, I don't and see I, it I, yet. I, I appreciate that Eric's little uh, His jab at chart? Yes. Everything. Wow. Wee. That was, he went way com- above. Comparing team A to team B, and one of them was obviously hipping, trying to prove that they're yeah, better I, than All I knew when I saw that chart come on, like, oh, and Danny's name mentioned, yeah. one of these is hipping. And I think the other yeah. one was Detroit Lakes, right? I think so, yeah. And he used the comparative score between Detroit Lakes, hipping, and Thief River. Mm-hmm. And Thief tied... Detroit Lakes, but lost to Hibbing. So that was kind mm-hmm. of, that was his shining moment, I believe. Yeah. And to give him credit, Hibbing is top 10 in page staff, too. So, yep. We yep. rip, but they are decent, especially once All you right. get past that clear top seven in class A. Um, up north in section 8A, a good week for War Road as they played the, the eight double A powers, beat Rozo 5 to 2 to sweep that series this year, and then they beat Moorhead. Four to two, though there is an asterisk on that game, which is Carson Pilgrim going off hurt late in that game. Yeah, it should be an interesting uh, injury to follow. Um, is it so, just a, did he get banged up or is he out for the year? There's a big question mark there. We'll have to find that one out. We'll, we'll have answers by next week. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we jump to the mostly double A scores, we'll just highlight the hockey day. Um, I took two games there, one of which has a lot of implications for Class A. Hermantown yep. six, Matamidi three. Yep. Should, assuming thing go, things go chalk, that would lock up the two seed in Class A for Hermantown. And with those weird or no scores, I think Matamidi is still three. Yeah, I agree. I had a tweet about Brady Ingerbretson being the, the GOAT. You know, he scored with 40 seconds left to tie it, and then he scores in overtime. He's the GOAT of Hockey Day. And some smart aleck, we'll call him, from Hermantown goes, you misspelled Cade Kohansky's name. I mean, because he thought Cade was the GOAT of, that was a clever tweet. Not true, but, you know, not true, but it was funny, nonetheless. Well, speaking of Brady Ingbertson and his Hill team, they, of course, tied White Bear Lake with a minute left and won in overtime in 3-2, to two, and that throws a big wrench in the 4 double eight picture. Hang on one second. Yep. We're going. Tony's got his hand raised. I, I was not at Hockey Day, but mm-hmm. something happened in the final minute of regulation that I just need to report for everyone to hear this. Okay, so uh, there's a drawing, a raffle, or something for uh, you to win, and and that is you can set off the fireworks, right? 
mm-hmm. at the end of at the end of the white bear that's kill the, game. That's the prize. Yeah, like you win, you get to you get to you get to hold the lever to set off the fireworks for ah. the team. Well, so, they hand the kid the guy or whatever the lever, and let's just say with a minute left, <laughs> he hits the button. <laughs> he didn't wait till there was zeros on the clock. So Oops. if you watch the Brady Ingram game time goal with forty seconds left, there are fireworks going off like Fourth of July. It's the funniest. I was like, that's weird. They set fireworks off for a game time goal from a Hill Murray guy in the White Bear game. That's weird. And then I talked to Jazzy and Brendan and a few people that were there were like, yeah, it was the most awkward thing ever that it wasn't supposed Oof. to happen, but it did happen. It's just a cloud of smoke went over the place and it was insanity. And then, of course, Hill ties and 10 seconds later and then Hill wins. So that was the most <laughs> hockey day moment. Ever right? Yeah. Hill was that distracting. Can we, can we blame that for the goal going in? Yes, like that's what happened. Off. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. So. <laughs> All right. If that isn't what happened, I got that from two real good sources that were there, and they said it was. No, just I think there was. Bizarre. I think there was a hub story on it too. So yeah, like there was about yeah. the fireworks. Yeah. Oh, it's classic. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Keep going now, okay. Carl. We're gonna jump to the double A side now. I'm just gonna. Go a little out of order here to stick with the Hill Murray theme. They also beat Matamidi four to two this past week. So here come the Pioneers. Yep. 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 And they still got guys missing from their lineup. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so did, did did we ever doubt this was going to happen? No, never. Nope. Not in yep. a million years. Mm-hmm. There's a reason I never dropped them from the top twenty-five, even the one they were below really five. Ugly. I think they're yeah. are they five hundred now? I think they're at it now. Yeah. Or, they were like seven, yeah. eight, and one, or they were really close. Five hundred. I think they got there with that win last night. Bill Murray is eight, eight, and one. There we go. Mm-hmm. They got eight games left. Yep, that's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. All right, let's keep rolling. Sure, let's go to one double A. A bunch of Lakeville South scores this week, uh, and for seven periods, it was looking like a great week for Lakeville South. They beat Lakeville North four to nothing. Yep. Number one seed in locked in one double A. Yep. If there was ever any doubt. It beat Shakopee eight to two, so Shakopee steamrolled Sabers. Them. Yep, yep. And then they were up two to nothing on Minnetonka after one period. And here we go. Here come the Cougs, right? No, no, no. And, and we had a correspondent at this game, and he said that even when it was two nothing, you're like, this isn't gonna last. And no, no. Back came the Skippers, and it was five to two final. All right. Um, you got the top, at least one choice in the rankings, easy. <laughs> yes. And you have you got a couple Chan scores coming now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so of course Chan Hassan was number two last week. They were right there with them. And game one of the week, which I believe you watched, Tony Chan Hassan mm-hmm. beats Wiper Lake four to two, and you liked what you saw. Yeah, I thought they looked great. I mean, they here's the formula: the Chan Hassan formula: get a lead. Mm-hmm. I looked at their 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 games. They they haven't been behind much all year long. No. And when Benil, we'll get to the Benil game. Like, well, scored three goals in the first period. I'm like, uh oh. Can they come from behind? Do they have resiliency like Coach Leach was uh, <laughs> preaching at Tartan? And I didn't really see it. I thought they played way better in the second period, but the first period, they can't give up a lead. I don't, they don't have enough offensive firepower. If you look at their scores, they don't score a lot of goals in any of no, their games. you're right. So, yep. so, but I thought they looked good in that Chan Assing game uh, in their win over White, White Bear. Bear. Yep. I thought they were the better team. They just kind of won mm-hmm. every battle. They were they were smart. Um, and I think part of it, and not that uh, the uh, Chan Hassan 
backup did poorly, but you know their goalie. I don't think was. I don't think Cam Hendrickson was a hundred percent in that Benilde game. They scored three mm-hmm. in the first, and it was basically. He over. left the game during the first period, didn't he? At the end. The end of the first yeah, period. He played the entire first period. Okay. So, yes, he did. So, I figured that was a worthy tweet to put that out there. It's pretty rare when a goalie doesn't return for the second period. Um, and I had heard he may have been hurt or sick or mm-hmm. something. So, mm-hmm. he wasn't 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. So, the Benilde win, 4-1 to one over Chan, does end Chan's what had been a 16-game winning streak. Um, we'll hear what happened. that does to the rankings in a moment. But, um, yes. good win, good win for Benilde, who's, you know... Had a good week. Does that mean they're rising, or is it just the roller coaster that has been ill? Is this the last time I get to talk about Benilde? Is there another Benilde score uh, coming? Today, up? yes. Okay, because they. No. I was looking at their roster, Peter. Okay. Uh, you and I know these kids. I know them too well. We know them too well. There is so much talent. Like I'll watch a you know a couple lines, and they'll go come back to Drew Stewart's line, and there's Ben Norris, and there's Bumgarner, and. Oh, yeah, there's Camp Kirshner. <laughs> what? Oh. You know, it's like they just have so many good players. Mason Miner. Oh, yeah, yeah, here he is. He's carrying the puck up the ice. I'm Maceo like, Phillips. Maceo Phillips. They're just so freaking deep. I don't know how they lose. How have they lost games? They just have so much talent on that team. Speed, hand skill, smart players. I mean, that is... To me, that should be a state championship type team. There's just so much talent there. That's when I left that game. That's what I thought of. So, there's my take on on Benilde. They also have a kid named Charlie yeah. Conway. I mean, how do you? Yeah, not, I, I saw that. Yeah. That's hilarious. How do you not it? win yeah. state with a kid named Charlie Conway? But it's yes, please. I've only I've been on the boys high school hockey podcast for a grand total of like two and a half hours now. I don't ever mm-hmm. want to hear Benilde again. Why? Because it feels like we hype them every I year. We hype we them up in like the hockey community, and then they let us down, it's right? Benilde, they have the best incoming freshman class every year, and then it just kind of fizzles come playoff time. So, I mean, we'll see what happens to the Red Knights. But you're right; they on paper they probably have more talent than almost anybody in the state. Agreed. Agreed. All right. All right. I'm going to move this next score on your list down a little bit to keep it with another score. So we're going to go into Cretan's no good, very bad week. First, they lose to Eastview four to two in a big section game in Called the AA. Called it. So they're the three. Costs them they're the any three shot seed at, at the one. Yeah, they're uh, they the must, three. Well, East, Eastview lost to Rosemont though. Oh. So now it's like a, again. now it's like a yeah that game will determine yeah. everything. So if Eastview yeah. beats Pulled Rosemont, I think Eastview's the two seed. Yeah, I'd buy that. And did Rosemount and uh, CDH play? Do they are they scheduled? I don't think so. Okay, all right. They are not. Oh, yeah. thank you, Peter. All right. What else? Yep. You and got? then, and after that, Creighton. You know, and you know, Eastview is a good team. We yeah. That loss isn't a total shock, but then Creighton also loses to Chaska, three wow. to two. Wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! 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 That's a good win for Matt Cook. Yeah, and he's got credit to Chaska. They, think about not, how many good wins nothing, Chaska has. Mm-hmm. They have couple. good wins. Mm-hmm. Chaska is not your typical five thirteen and one. Team. No. <laughs> Do you want to play Chaska no. in the first round in two double A? The mm-hmm. only team who wants to nope. play Chaska in that section is Chanhassen. They're the That's only the ones because they know yeah. they're better than them. The rest sure. of those teams yeah. don't want to play Chaska. 
Mm-hmm. I promise you they don't want to play Chaska. Mm-hmm. And it could be, yeah. no, it won't be, it could be Tonka. Oh, no, Chaska's not going to be the seven. Who's going to be the seven? That, like, nobody's owning seven. It, it, it will be, I think, because, well, I think Eden Prairie started off to be five. You know, because Eden Prairie, Prior Lake, and Chaska are in a, an A, B, 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 C cycle. Yeah, but so could Prior Lake end up seven? Well, they have a better record than Chaska. Who won between Chaska and Prior Lake? It's a crazy Prior thing. Lake. Yeah. Prior Lake. Seven so to one. Chaska could be seven, yeah. and yep. they could be playing Tonka in the first round. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a crazy game. <laughs> that is a crazy yeah. game. Mm-hmm. All right, this is fun. All right, this is why All we right. do this show. All right, um, keep we'll going. Stick with the- Let's stick with the Eastview theme. So they beat Creighton and they also beat Power Lake two to nothing. Yep. So good week for Eastview. We knew that they were out down some players that might explain their little swoon there yep. in earlier January. Maybe they're yep. coming back now. I'm saying it was because Coach Fulton came on the show, learned a lot mm. from experts like us, and now brought it back to Apple Valley, and that's why they're successful. That's what I'm going with. Yep. Yep. And so Power Lake lost that game two to nothing. They also lost to St. Thomas two to nothing, which Kind of sums up Power Lakes here. They're they're well, they're in there. They're okay, but they're not on the level. They're of not these scoring goals. Teams. No, and St. Thomas. You know they've been quiet lately. They haven't played a ton of good teams, but it's been you know, they're they're following the formula. That's what we'll say. All right. Then what? All right. And then what happened? And then we're going to go over to section four double A. We've got a Stillwater-Woodbury game that ended in overtime with a Stillwater win, but it still went to overtime. Very notable score. Mm-hmm. That tells you that section is going to be nutty. The first-round games will be nutty in that one, too. And I still have yeah, said and- it before, there's going to be an upset. One, mm-hmm. two, or three is going to go down in the first round. Yeah, and and Woodbury's been quietly putting together a pretty decent year. They're yeah. borderline top 25. So is Eastridge. So yeah. one of those teams those gonna, done some okay yeah, things. Those teams so, are gonna sneak yeah. up on somebody and mm-hmm. snatch a W in that first round. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I believe we mentioned this earlier. Phil Murray four, Madibi Dai two. Yep. Decent win there. Uh then there is the mess that is five double A. And we're gonna hear a bunch about this later from Finn Brink when he comes on trying to make yeah. sense of what's going on in that section right now. But Centennial was kind of the, the thing that ties the section together this week. Uh first they Lost to Champlin Park three to two in overtime. Got outshot forty to eighteen by Champlin Park. Still uh, won. Uh, yep. Um, no, no, they didn't. Oh, they got they got pumped by Champlin yeah. Park. Yeah, I love it. I love yes. it. So is Champlin mm-hmm. Park have a better than fifty percent chance of winning, having the number one seed? I think they do. Not. I think the number one seed, no. I, I don't, I don't, they lost to Rodgers. Rodgers has a better section record. There's no way they jump to Rodgers. They could jump Maple Grove. Yes. But they can't jump Rodgers. Okay, so what if Maple Grove beats Rodgers on Friday nights? Then I think I, I think Maple Grove is one. Rodgers really? two. Champlin's three. Yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this game means one versus four for Maple Grove. It's that tight. Really? So they, if they win, yeah. they're one. If they lose, they're four. Yeah. If you just look at <laughs> look at the records between each other. That's what it means. That's huge. Which, but which like, means almost no matter what, they'd be playing. Well, no, that's not true. Never mind. 
but they could end up playing Rodgers. Rodgers in the first, case. in the semis. What's well, interesting is what, what Finn says later in the show, not to spoiler alert, he's like, <laughs> it don't matter. They're all going to be good mm-hmm. games, is basically what yep. he says. So I thought mm-hmm. that was a good take. Yeah. Another note from that game, uh, Champlin did have uh, eight power plays. <laughs> wow. Centennial had one. That's right. Now That's a lot. Yeah. So you've read mm-hmm. off a few crazy ones. This is going to be the craziest. This might be the craziest one. Of Is there a crazier result than this one you're about to read? Well, first, let's touch on the Centennial Maple Grove game because we haven't really. Oh, I thought you said it already. Sorry. About it. Yeah, no. So Centennial beats Maple Grove 7-6 to six in overtime. We'll hear more about that game later, too. But another game where Centennial gets outshot significantly, 55-35. But this time they pull it out. So that's kind of their MO. Yeah. Um, and makes I haven't seen Centennial yet this year, but it makes sense. I mean, they've got, what, Cyril's and Blair who can, it doesn't take much. They can score. And You'll see them soon, play. Carl. Mm-hmm. You'll see them soon. Well, I'll see half of a game because the game's at 5 o'clock and I'm on the road for work that day. But Really? <laughs> so I'll what day is the it? second half, Tuesday. Okay. All right. So we'll see where things are when I walk in in the second period, but yes. Right. <laughs> so, okay, are we out to your crazy score? Okay, is there a crazier score than this one right here? Is there a crazier one? I don't think there is. No. I don't think there is. No. Go ahead, read it. Buffalo won. Why is that a zero? I, earlier in this season... I think I dogged on Buffalo pretty hard. You did. And you I said, no Buffalo. one from Buffalo listens to this show anyway, so I can dog on them. And I got a lot of people responding to that, which was flattering that we do have Buffalo <laughs> listeners. It's now tough. it's like apology time. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for this result because it just it, it creates so much interest. Like, they could be... That that's a wrench team in eight double A. And you look at earlier this week, they lost to Eden Prairie three, three to two. two. This isn't a total fluke. No, no. I hats off to Buffalo. Hats off mm-hmm. to them. They deserve it. They deserve all the love that they're getting right now. Mm-hmm. So and eight double A is oh my gosh. There's the no team upsets team? in that one nope. through eight. There's no upsets. Mm-hmm. Any result you give me in the first round, I'm like, yeah, I saw that coming. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. What else you got? Yeah, it was a rough, rough, rough week for Wyzetta. They also lost to Edina five to three. We're down three nothing and four to one before kind of clawing back in. And Edina got an empty netter, but uh, out shot him comfortably, but did not um, finish. Convert. So, all right. You do we'll have the if... you do have the Holy Angels game oh, on there. I did stick it in here. Um, yeah, I'm starting Holy to learn Angels. your chicken scratch by now. I, I can read <laughs> <Excellent>. it. <laughs> Blake Angels beat Blake four to two. Um, probably makes St. Louis Park the four seed in six double A by a B because they beat Holy Angels. Yes, Holy Angels has now beat Blake, so that's your order. So Blake's the six seed. Yeah, and they got They're some good wins Benil. too. Yep, they got some good wins. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? We always talk about this section: the four, the five, or the six could do something. They never do. There's never an upset mm-hmm. in this section. It's always chalk. Straight chalk, until it does. Yep. Uh, why? Why bother even going? Right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yep. Sorry to be so. <laughs> I was cloudy. Dismissive. Jeez. So cloudy. Wow. On that note, I <laughs> uh, got Edina four, Eden Prairie zero. Also, good week for Edina. 
So that may be reflected in the rankings. In yeah. <laughs> Minnetonka's got to be number one, but after mm-hmm. that, I don't envy you. Yep. I don't envy you. All okay. Right. Um, got up to seven double A, a couple of Grand Rapids scores this week. Um, and uh, it was not a happy week for Thunderhawks. They no. tied Brainerd three to three first, which is not, not good. No. Nope. Yep. And then they lost eight to one Maple Grove. Friday the, night. The asterisk on that one is Gunderson did not play. I don't know why. Oh, really? Did not play. Yep. But not going the right direction. He's not going to save eight, eight goals. No. No, 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 no. Okay. Last, I think. No, we got a couple yeah. more to go. Yeah, well, just in the eight double mess that we've referred to already, Sartell beats Elk River three to two, which tells you absolutely nothing. 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 <laughs> absolutely nothing. Yep. I, I see a note on here about Rozo yeah. and Moorhead. Moorhead. That game was postponed due to apparently there was weather in the northwest of the states this week. Okay. Here, but so they're gonna play on, on Valentine's February 14th. Day. Yeah, so that's a reschedule. That's Probably the most important score, future score in that section, because that'll tell everything. Mm-hmm. If Moorhead wins that game, can anybody make a case that they're not the number one seed? No. If Rozo wins that game, could you make a case that they're the number one seed? I think you could. I think they you do could have too. at least one other section. I have my eight, eight, I have a, I have an eight double chart that I've been keeping all year. <laughs> this is the only way to keep any sanity on it. And I mean, they've lost to. Elk River, which is weird. Elk River is their kryptonite. Yeah, right. Last year is a perfect yeah. example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if Amsoil is Elk River's kryptonite, Elk River is Rozo's kryptonite. Yeah, not without yeah. Carter Davis. Yeah, that could be that'd be <laughs> tough. That'll be tough. Mm-hmm. That'll so, be tough. Yeah, but that that section right now. So you've got. Sartell has a couple of quality wins. They have a good record, but they haven't played as many. Bemidji was kind of coming on, but um, probably still lost to Cloquet this week, so not quite there. Buffalo? Buffalo? Uh, St. Cloud's? Okay. Brainerd has a couple of wins. St. Michael Albertville seems like the only one that's kind of out of it. But I think the only one you can put on there, I mean, who can make a case is Buffalo. Yeah. Nobody in that section has a hotter goaltender. No. Or a bigger win. No. Well, nice job, Carl. I kind of like doing the games of the past in order, uh, especially A to double A, because then we'll go mm-hmm. do the same thing for rankings. Which, Since you started with A for your scores, do we want to go back to A for the, your rankings? Sure. But first, I think we need to talk about uh, where we're going to have brunch next week. Yep, brunch. Tony puts the hat on. I'm putting my fat Albert hat on right now. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. Um, did you know the it's, it's, character? It's did you know the character? I, I texted you guys this. Did you know this before I texted yeah. you? The guy with the, the hat that went over with the eyes. His yeah. name, I love this. I don't love that it's now, but back then. His name was Dumb Donald. So they had a character on the show called Fat Albert. Albert and Dumb Donald. And dumb down. Like, talk about oh. politically incorrect. That was a different era. <laughs> I was like, whoa, couldn't do that today. Nope. All right. Gross. I know. So uh, we are going to have brunch next week and do a live in uh, on-site interviews and show at 
Jack's Cafe, I am going to devour, absolutely devour some brunch next week. I'm going to get some hash browns. I'm going to get some eggs benedict. I might even get some bacon. What was the holdup when I was ordering? What did I order and that the waitress? Uh, you had a you had a drink order I, with the I waitress. I ordered a Bloody Caesar. Didn't like that. Uh, didn't know what it did was. Did you ever get it? No, I did not. Never got it. Okay. Oh. All right. Uh, eventually, I just stopped asking. Yep. And I stuck with coffee. And then what What didn't I get? You like wanted a side of, of bacon. bacon. I think she just got nervous about, like, how do I plug in just a side of bacon? Because it's not on the menu. Yeah, like, how many times have you gone to, like, Perkins and say, hey, uh, can I get a side of toast or a side of bacon? None. And when she got me that side of bacon she brought to me, it was like it was presidential bacon. She's like, I have brought you the bacon. Your honor. I was like, okay. No, no Caesar, but we got the we got the bacon. Thanks for the bacon. I'm not sure I'm going to go that route again. But she was so nice. And oh, the yeah. food was so good. I completely, I, I couldn't believe how nice she was. She was like incredibly oh. well trained. But the, the extra bacon, to, don't act, don't ask for extra bacon at Jack's. You you might get thrown for a loop. That might throw him for a loop. But it was fantastic. My brunch the last time. And now we're gonna have our own private room. We're gonna like bacon delivered to us. It's gonna be awesome. What are you looking at? You're looking at I'm the looking menu. At the right menu. Now. If you guys don't order oysters on the half shell, then you're not even oh. brunching, dude. Uh, that sounds great. That's, that's a dinner item. That's not a nah, 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 nah. You can have oysters whenever. Okay. I yeah. love oysters. Up to me. Yeah. I love oysters. I also love oysters. I had some great oysters on Friday night. Um, before we get to the rankings, you got to give the old uh, champions uh, banquet plug here. Give me one oh, yes, second. Yes, we have a promo to, code. We have a promo code. Oh. It's just awesome. Ooh, scallops. Um, check this out. Check this out. $35 a person. Okay. So if you got a really nice season, and everybody does, and you got a bunch of nice kids, boys or girls, uh, check out the Champions Buffet Special. Um, $35, kid. You can get – it's an awesome banquet. You get a choice of three, you know, chicken breast, lasagna, quarter chicken, beef tips, salmon. You said salmon on our show. Uh, the only thing you shouldn't get Dude. on here is the breaded chicken tenders. It's time to grow up and eat mm. real food. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think – but I think a lot of teams would actually pick that because they know the boys will eat it. But the lasagna is a must, don't you think? You gotta get a tray of lasagna. That's Are you asking just, me? Yeah, yeah. yeah you get a lasagna. Sure. Yeah, you get a lasagna. Get a lasagna, yeah. and you and you, you you gotta get the mashed potatoes and gravy. You gotta get the roasted Yukon gold potatoes. And you I just think, skipped right over the penne pasta. Uh, where? Yeah, penne pasta as a side. Yeah, you love that, don't you? I love <laughs> pasta in general. Okay, so that's no, it. So what? here's the catch. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. What no, were you no, say? Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's the catch. Do the promo code. If you sign your team up for a banquet at Jack's with all that parking, historic Northeast Minneapolis, uh, your own private room, you do that, the coaches get $75 gift cards to Jack's. So they get to eat hey for oh. free. And then they get to go eat for free again. You really want to lay it on your coaches who did an awesome job uh Putting your kids in the situation, check out Jack's Cafe using the promo code YHH. Talk to my friend Bill Kozlak, 612-789-7296, jackscafe.com. Let's do some Sounds rankings. Right. 
But for first, I'm going to do a little aside about a couple of kids who could use some Jack's Cafe in their lives. Um, so I was talking to a Duluth East mom at the Miles View game last night, and I'm going to keep people anonymous to protect their reputations. But so Duluth East's formal dance is, you know, the winter formals next weekend. Uh-oh. And um, my mom's talking to the boys like, hey, where are you going to go with your, your dates? And they're like, we want to go to Perkins. Stop so, it. She, she, she was horrified, rightfully so. But it's like, Stop. No, 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 you, no, no. That's so bad no. you gotta out these yeah. kids. What's we wrong with them. Perkins? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Perkins? Not for a date. Well, I still go no. to Perkins. It's a great place dates. to go at like eleven o'clock PM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys yeah, just so. had money falling out of your pockets in high school. No, but you would take Perkins you, is a sweet spot between not for a dance date. What you, you yeah. go to a nice restaurant talks to Perkins. I took my uh, dates, yeah, I took my dates to like Perkins. Murray's. Yeah, with nice a fistful places. of twenties in your hand. That oh yeah, Dad handed you. Uh, never, I earned it all. I went to Perkins. You did not take a d- dance date. I one hundred percent took a dance. Hell a formal. yeah! No, no, you did not. Why Oof. not? You're showing Oof. off now. Oof. Call her right now. Yeah. Okay. Hey, right. I, we went to Perkins, right? You did not. You did not. All right. Uh, let's well, move on. If you don't want to end up like Peter, go to yeah. Jazz Cafe. Go to yeah. Jazz Cafe. Absolutely. That's a great, that's another good plug there. All you guys looking for places to take your date for a, a dance, mm-hmm. prom. There you go. Yeah. Snow days that they got coming up at uh, at Maple Grove. I think it's spot. over already. It probably is over, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. Let's do anyway, Class A. Class A. Number one, Warroad. Rolling along. I think we just just go chalk to six, can't yeah, we? Yeah. I, should I just, just, just ramble through right it? through them? Go ahead. Number two, Hermantown. Number three, Matamidi. Number four, Orono. Number five, East Grand Forks. Number six, Northfield. Yep. Number seven. Probably Delano because they didn't do anything really, yep. really bad. No. Yeah. They, they, they lost they, a holy family, family by a goal, yeah. right? That's yep. not getting you bounced. Nope. All right, and Number then eight's eight. going to be Hibbing because he loves him, him Hibbing. It's not. He moved. So he probably put Detroit Lakes there after the internet. Even though I looked at his he case, did. he's got a fairly strong case for Hibbing being ranked higher. I voted for Hibbing in the poll. Yeah, <laughs> I would too. All right, so you got, and then Hibbing nine? Yep. And then 10 must be Rockridge. Yep. Got to yep. be Rockridge. Rattled, rattled off three wins this past week. Yeah, after they so, yeah. drilled Denfeld and made mm-hmm. Danny look silly, they got to be 10. Yeah. Definitely got to be 10. Yeah. Boy, that the was easy. I'm, yeah. The one team I'm kind of watching here for here is, is Cathedral because they, they look very good in page stout. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they uh, that's and it's funny. That leads into a great game this week. I wonder if, I, if, if Danny's 100%, if he'd make the trip to Little Falls with me. He likes going there. He loves it. I'll go. I I, yeah. I gotta sure make sure my calendar looks good, but I think I might end up in Little Falls. Sure. All right. Should we move over to Double A. Uh, yes, please. Number one, Minnetonka. Mm, no shock. No shock whatsoever on that one. This Number is where two Edina. Guess. I, I want to hear your, both of your guesses. Edina. Yeah. I mean, they had a really good week. They beat teams ahead of them. There's mm-hmm. no way you can't have Edina too. I'm yeah, looking at the, the rankings right now, so there's no. A- after this, after this, I'm going to put a bag over my head because there's yeah. just God bless the late conference. May I just say, 
God <laughs> bless the late conference. Everything is where it should be. Right. Uh. Right. Okay. Three. There's no good choices for three. There's mm-hmm. literally not one good choice for three. Nope. You could maybe put and over there, but that is a stretch. Major it's a stretch. Guess, but not not right. Wrong. Don't say Benilde either. There's no, no way you can no, move no, up no. six you, spots. You know I don't trust Benilde. God no, bless okay. the Metro West um, Conference. Was Chan Aston two last week? They were. You can't move them down one. No, I have, they have to go further. And Maple Grove got beat. Like, there's no. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Rogers. Okay. All yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. They're I'll give you that. Playing it's, decent hockey, unlike yep. unlike the next three. Or well, no, number four is good, but the, the four is team. Andover. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. And then now yeah. five, six, seven is going to be where. You, where are you going to put Chanhassen, Maple Grove? Right, and mm-hmm. what was the other one? And why is that? A- you just listed them in order. Right, is is that the right order too? <laughs> yes. Yep. Why is that a seven? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How the mighty have fallen out of Carl's love nest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just like, booted them you know, out, didn't I, you? I thought we had something. Why is that? A- <laughs> oh, what have you done? <laughs> you go. Get out. Yep. Get out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did I get it right? So Chanhassen now. Chanhassen <laughs> Maple Grove. Why is that a why is that yeah. a five six seven? Yeah, and, yeah. and you know it doesn't get easier at eight either. I, I know you you have no. to have Benilde at eight. They, they are. Yeah, they gotta be yeah. at eight. The first draft I did I actually dropped Chan all the way down Benilde, but then I stopped and said, you know, let's not get it's, it's a full season. Let's not get carried. And they away. get to play yeah. again, and I think I bet you mm-hmm. that Chan Hassan wins that game. Here's a yeah. good little factoid about being at that game: Chan Hassan's fans student section was double, maybe even triple what Benilde's student section was. And Benilde had a girls game before. So, like, there's no mm. excuse yeah. for mm. the I could... poor Benilde student section, whereas the Chanhassen, hats off to the Chanhassen fans, I see, students. I could see them being like Fire Lake if they go out a run. I or can, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and and we're Benilde's like, we're always good. We're always win. You know, we're playing well, Chanhassen, you know. Maybe they yeah. had snow days or something. Maybe. Maybe. All right, so eight's Benilde. Yep. Oof. I don't nine's, remember. Nine, nine, nine's actually easy. I can't be. This, this, I just have oh, one word right, right there. St. Thomas? Yeah. St. Thomas. And it can't, 10 can't be Cretan. No. It can't be White Bear Lake. Nope. Can't be Stillwater. Ooh, no. ooh. You've had these guys in before. You bounced them. Or you, did you invite them back to the party, Centennial? Nope, they're 11. Cent- Champlain Park. Yes. No! First time in the top 10. That is awesome. Yeah, it was, it was kind of fun. It's like, ooh, I've never done that before. Champlain, <laughs> Champlain Park, Park is number 10 in the, in the state. Mm-hmm. They, well, they earned it. Yeah, and they've got a big week coming up, so we'll see if it lasts, but they, they're there. Who do they got this week? They've got East. They've got White Bear. Yeah, yes. two teams yeah. that yeah. if you want to be a top-10 yeah. team, you got to beat those teams on the, right on the outside. In our pick we've got three games between teams ranked between 10 and 15, and there are a couple more, too. It's just a great week for that 10 to 15 range. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Good work this week, Carl. Not an easy week, but uh, someone had to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Someone had to do it. No one did. Anyone get injured in the pro, in the process of this? Because if well, Danny did, did Danny get injured? Like, 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 but not nothing. Nothing. Someone orthopedic could do to help. 
Uh, right. Well, he might need to recover his strength after this, right? Yeah. Yeah. He can't yeah. Cure pneumonia. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they yeah. can cure that pneumonia that, that no. Danny has. Looks like I'm going back to the minute clinic. I have, uh, but they could help with lots of other injuries. You know, broken wrist, yeah. uh, sprained knee, broken arm, uh, all those non-surgical Sir, items. Carson Pilgrim's taking us a six-hour drive. Down yes, to, I'm, to sure he is. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. I got a text. Um, from my contact at uh, Summit this week about some stuff that we're going to be doing. And, oh, she asked if I was going to be at Hockey Day. And I said, well, it's a little tricky. Peter and I could write a book on why we don't attend Hockey Day. And it has nothing to do with loving hockey I got, I got and reasons. its event. Yeah. It's just real difficult for us as photographers and media to get the access that we need to report. And we can actually... Mm-hmm. I thought our reporting was fantastic on it with, you know, between period scores, between period pictures, great work by Brennan Schachter. But she asked me, will you be there? I'm like, ah, it's a little tricky. I don't think we'll be there. Plus, Peter and I are trying to regain whatever social life we've lost from the last 12 weeks. Um, we both went on dates on Friday night and missed some oh. good games. Um, so, but the point is... And then she retorted, this is great. She goes, well, it doesn't matter. It's all sponsored by TCO anyway. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so Hockey Day will be lame. She's like, totally be lame. And she's from White Bear Lake. So I thought it was <laughs> a funny exchange. It's yeah. a great relationship. Uh, I've gotten to meet a lot of these doctors. I got one coming in uh, for Friday Night Ice on Friday, David Strothman. Uh, Stroth is uh, a guy that I've probably known, one of the doctors that I've known at this clinic the best. I'm excited to do a one-on-one with him during live in-game on Friday night, and I'm sure he'll give me some great material for our podcast next week. So check out, uh, if you're injured or have a, a, any kind of acute pain, make sure you check out summitorthopedics.com. That'll do it for that plug. Peter, do you want to take us to an interview with Finn Brink? Thanks, Tony. And now we're going to move into our Summit Orthopedic Player Interview. This week we have a Maple Grove forward. He passes better than anybody in the state. It's Finn Brink. He's a Wisconsin commit, and he somehow found a few minutes to share with us this morning. Finn, how are you? Doing great. How are you guys? Uh, I can only speak for myself, but I've never been better. Like This is probably my best day. <laughs> You're so wow. full of it. It's what? You're so full of it. What? Finn Brink has been on my bucket list for a, a long, long time now. Yeah, I, I, I checked that off my bucket list on Monday. I already did a bunch of series of interviews with him. Uh, he probably hates me by now. Yeah, you yeah. two are just hanging out all week. Yeah, we yeah, are. I, I wouldn't blame him. So, Finn, I'm going to start with uh, kind of a backbreaker question for you. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. All right. Bigger thrill of your hockey career. Being named the USHL Player of the Week or winning the 2016 Squirtacular? There is a right answer, and I'm waiting for it. Uh, the Squirtacular, without a doubt. Thank you. So that was, that was there incredible. We go. You hear yeah, that, no. Madison Capitals? <laughs> you hear that? Good, good question, Peter. That was a, that was a good, that was it was a good a question. was a softball, and he just knew, he knew where his bread was buttered on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Finn, let's, let's dive right into it. Maple Grove having... Another great season, even after graduating some serious talent, especially Josh Giuliani, who had a stert, state start a state tournament for the ages last spring. You also had a fabulous state tournament. So here's my next backbreaking question: Have you watched any replays of the state title game? Uh, replays, 
Yes. Have I watched the whole game? No. Ah, so individual watch, replays. Just highlights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably the highlights because there I mean, were a the lot of them. The game was a highlight. Yeah. That's yeah. true. The whole thing was a highlight. Peter, can I ask a question now? Nah. Yeah. Come on, I got one. Yeah, go, got one. go ahead. Go ahead. So there's so many ways to go with this one. Uh, if you scan the Osseo High School roster, you find a kid named Tate Brink on there. And I know that's your little brother. And I know you guys play. Did you play him once or twice? I think once, just once. Okay. It was this past week. On, on that game day, what's it like in the house? Is it just like, does he revere you? Does he hate you? Does he beg for forgiveness? I mean, what is it like in the house when you got to play your little brother in a game? You know, it wasn't really weird at all. Like, we kind of just avoided each other until after the game. <laughs> He, I don't know if you saw, but um, he tackled me in the corner. No. His first, his, Ooh. Yeah, his first um, varsity penalty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he had some words to say about that after, but before we really didn't kind of just avoided each other, to be honest. Okay. Um, Did he just like come seek you out? Did he just come flying at you or was this, had, had you needled him before? Like, how did this happen? You know, we were, we were just skating up the ice, and he, he definitely wouldn't have done it to anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> um, he wasn't going to let me beat him, and uh, it was kind of funny, but uh, he, he got me. I'm not going to lie. He got me. Um, I think it was like 15, 16 years in the making, wasn't it? What do you mean? What do you just because he's 15, 16 years old, he's like, I'm going to finally get him, and, and everyone's going to see this when I take him down, right? Yeah, he was talking about you got a lot of street cred at school for that one. <laughs> hallway cred, He's right? The, yeah, the, big, the biggest badass That's what it's all about. in the hallway. Yep. I love it. Um, I got another question. Yeah, go ahead. Got it? All right. Go ahead. Um, so you guys came into this season, um, you know, probably the favorites in your section to go. How do you deal with having being you know like you said osseo is not like one of those t teams you concern with how do you deal with the overconfidence of your team you know because you've had so much success the program's had success your group has had a ton of success how do you deal with that part of it yeah that's kind of a challenge for us um we kind of there's there's the attitude that maybe it, it's going to be easier than it's going to because we really do have a lot of good teams that we got to beat um we just got to kind of have a little check on ourselves that it's not going to be easy. We really got to bring it. And, um, yeah, it's going to be really hard. And these past few games that we've lost, um, I think kind of taught us that it's, it's going to be really hard for us. And it's probably so, good to lose them now than, than down the road. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah let, let's talk a little bit about those other teams in your section. So you got Centennial who's, who's beaten you Chaplin park who has, and then Rogers who tied and playing again this week. Talk about this loaded five double a this year. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I don't know that it's been this competitive in a while, um, but yeah, it's cool to cool to see. It's going to be hard, but it'll be fun, and I'm excited about it. Sorry, I'm just looking at your overtime record over the past two seasons, Finn. You haven't won an overtime ooh, <laughs> in two ooh. years. Oh four and two. What does that? Did you even know that? Yeah, I did. I we were talking about it last night. Like, I don't remember the last time we won in overtime. Yes, because now, how bad does that stick in your guy? This is kind of an antiquated phrase, but how bad does that stick in your guy's craw? That overtime seems to be kind of an Achilles' heel for such a talented team. Yeah, 
you know, I, during the game, like I didn't even think about it, but just kind of reflecting. But um, no, that's kind of scary. We're gonna have to figure that out probably. But yeah, and how do you practice for it? You really can't practice for overtime, other than maybe line, you know, matching and something like that. But there's really not much you can do other than just go out there and win. Yeah, I think it really comes down to who wants it more in overtime and. Um, everybody's tired at that point, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's really comes down to just who wants it more and we got to figure that out for sure. I think another thing you guys were probably talking about after the game last night, just you, you guys sitting around, you're probably starting to look at the section seating and I'm, and I'm sure at some point before this on our show, we're actually recording this at the, before we record part of the show, we're going to talk about your section a lot. Like, who's the number? This game against Rodgers, we'll get to it in Pickham's, it's huge, absolutely mm-hmm. huge. If you win this game, it could loft you all the way up to the one seat. If you lose this game, you could What's be that? down the three or the four. Yeah, Tar- Carl's got the four up there. I think it could be the four if you lose this yeah. game. Uh, that's never happened. That hasn't happened since, I think, the year Justin Janicki. I mean, Trevor Janicki was with you guys when they were – that low other than that it's been one has been your birthright for the last six or seven seasons right carl yeah yeah i think so too so did you have you guys talked about it or what's going on inside that locker room or over at your buddy's house you know talking about the team um you know like this year we, we talked about it last night um you know honestly like this year i feel like it might not matter as much like they're all like gonna be good games it's it like might not matter as much. That's what we were talking about. That's what we were saying. I agree. And you guys are all going to be playing on uh, Olympic ice at the, at the, is it in, or is it, or is it Fogarty this year? Semis are in Fogarty now, aren't they? They were last year. I think so. I think so. So you're going to play on regulation sheet. Now now that Blaine's out in the section, they could play them there. Yeah. 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 The the ice palace would have been, uh, (laughs) that would have been more of an advantage for you guys because you guys play Olympic sheet. Right, I would say so. Yeah, I would definitely think that. As a player, do you prefer an Olympic sheet? Your game, which is so heavily, and this is a layman's uh, description of your game, your vision on the ice is one of your best attributes. So when you look up on an Olympic sheet and you see nothing but open area, do you like that as a player? Is that something that you would uh, prefer over a regulation sheet? You know, I actually prefer the smaller sheet. Um, I, I I don't know why, but I just feel like I play better on the smaller sheet. The Olympics, I don't know. It feels weird out there. I don't know. But. Okay. And somebody who plays as much as you do, you do notice, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah right. I notice. We, get, we can move on to a happier topic. I mean, we've raked Let's, you over the coals yeah, about overtime. Tortured you've been kid. You've been a good sport for uh, <laughs> for your first few minutes. And then the, the story I'm doing on these guys for Friday Night Ice is just basically like, does it mean? It's just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, desperation. It's just bad. <laughs> it's so bad. But I think you guys handled it well. Like, you know, I did get one of them to say, I, I got these words out of one of their mouth, watching Kuknin, Nelson, and those guys cry their eyes out. And I'm like, oh, I'm using Ooh. that in the story for sure. But it's part of it. Like, this is your guys' – I'll give a little preview to the story. Like, your – Bantam year, ninth grade, well-documented. You you were the number one team in the state, and you lose your state tournament to COVID. Your sophomore year, you are on the you and Margs are both on the bench, and you watched 
the old Kukkonen and Nelson crew ball their eyes out. They didn't make yeah. it. They didn't win state. And then last mm-hmm. year, obviously, the double overtime um, loss to Andover was excruciating. And I think you guys got some definitely some some unfinished business. Yes, for sure. What about it? Tell me. Tell me what you're. Give me another take because I got all the takes in the world. I'm on video already. Um, you know, it's kind of just been a step by step type thing. Um, and we, we only got one more step here left to take like every year we take one more step. Um, and we only, we also only have one more chance to do it. So, um, it'll be fun, but there's kind of a lot of pressure on us there. A little bit. Okay. So I'm going to put you a little bit, I'm going to heap another spoonful of pressure on you. Your football team lost the state championship a year ago. And what did they do this year? They won it. All right. So more pressure. You see where you see the analogy there? That is pressure. Yeah. I don't know if it's pressure. I think it's kind of cool. Like, hey, we're gonna do the same thing as those football guys. I heard that the football team, when they lost last year, was it was a hard loss for them. And it was it fueled them to, I think, their state tournament. I think we're gonna have to see a very similar story out of you guys this year. That would be cool. That would be incredible. Hang two banners. They hung the other one at the basketball game the other night. I think I saw that on the pep fest. The pep. Oh, it was there pep fest? Pep fest. Yeah. What was the? What were we pepping for? Don't tell me it was the for the centennial game on well, Saturday. The, it was the. It was the snow days pep fest. Oh, ah. did any hockey players make the royalty? No, there, no. no. Really? <laughs> That's a bad sign. Yeah, the rest know, of the student body. Do better, but. <laughs> they just don't like you guys, or what? Really? Yeah, I don't know what's up with that, but. Hmm. <laughs> That's I would have thought for sure we would have had a Kernan or somebody, you know. Jack Roach. Yeah. I met Jack Roach on Monday. He strikes me as snow days material, doesn't he? I agree. I think he should have been the king. <laughs> he should have been, been the king. king. He should have been the king. Hold for all, on. Hold for all on the times now. you guys have shot at his head, he should be the king. What, Peter? I, agree, so, what? Yeah. I had a hockey question all lined up, and now we're discussing Jack Roach's snow days. Chances. Royalty yeah. chance. It's, hey, it's a fun show, Peter. Quit being so serious. <laughs> I know. God, God forbid I ask a hockey question. All right, go back to hockey. All right. We don't really do that here. We don't, we, we, we don't do that here. Uh, your power play clicking along at 43.4% oh success Jeez. rate. What? I can't ask what the keys right. to success on the no, power that's play. Fine. All right, we'll go back. One more hockey stats. question. Actual stats. Here we go. Why is your power play so good? It's not they can't the other team can't really just cover like one guy. We got five guys that can score. And I think that's part of it. Like if they're gonna cover me, then I'll just pass it to Margano and then he'll score. Or Kernan and he'll score. And um I think that's a key to success. Like anybody can score. If they're gonna cover somebody, then other people will just score instead. I think that's important for sure. The interesting interesting thing about that statement, Finn, is that every if I asked, you know, ten high school players that question, they'd say the same thing. Like, well, we all have guys that can score. But in your case, it's actually true. Like the kids that you just listed off are legitimate scoring threats. What's it like as a player having just a a war chest of talent around you? Does it take some of the individual pressure off you? Absolutely. Just knowing that other guys are able to step up in a big moment. Um, we can, I can count on them to do so. Um, yeah, absolutely. It takes pressure off. 
Uh, Finn, you got to do me a favor. Um, one of the interviews I did on Monday, I, I forgot to hit the recording button, and it was Margano. And Margano was going off about Kurt Hallstrom being his favorite coach, best coach he's ever had. And no none of it's recorded. It's all gone. It's just in, it's in, it's a vapor in time. I'm, maybe you were even in the room when he was saying it. Um, and I'm, I'm not putting the pressure on you to say that he was your favorite coach, but I'm sure you could have some nice things to say about the legend, Kurt Hallstrom, and when he was your coach back in Bantams. Well, I can definitely say he's my favorite coach. Um, he's, He's a great guy. I, I love him. Um, he would always have quotes for us. Really? Yeah. He would always. Did he ever quote? Did he ever quote me? I'm just curious. Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> no, they wanted to win, Tony. <laughs> I'm joking about that. A um, lot of inspirational quotes, but he's he's really just a great guy. Like outside the rink, he taught us how to be good kids, taught us how to act, all that. Uh, he made me a good person as well as hockey player. And I think that's a testament to him. I think he, um, he also just won an award, I think like a yes. national award. Yeah. For, um, I think it was positive coaching Alliance award. Yeah. It was like, yeah. something like that, like for being a good coach in hockey and in oh, life, in life, I think that's what it was for. Yeah. No but, doubt about that. I was just so struck by, I mean, we were talking about something and, and all the coaches in your guys' lives. I mean, you guys had lots of great coaches coming up, and for him to just come out there and boldly say that about Kurt was refreshing to hear. And, I'm, and then I go put the chip in the computer, and it was gone. I was like, oh, I lost that great quote on Halsey, and it was gone. So, And same with your coaching staff here at Maple Grove. I mean, you have some great leaders there and great hockey people. Talk about the staff that you've, that you've played for the last three years. Yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful for them. There's, I don't think there's anybody else that's more committed to um, our program than than Berge. Um, he, it's incredible. I think he sleeps at the rink. To be honest, he's always in there watching film, watching any game. He, we got Spidio this year, and he's super excited about it because he gets to watch any game. Yes, every game. Yep. So yeah, it, it's cool to see um, him have success because he deserves it. All right, last question I got for you. And I, I was leading you down this Bergie road. Did you know that Coach Berglund is the author of your high school song? I did not know that. Is yes! that a fact? That is a fact. He and his <laughs> sister, we had him on the, the pod this year. And he and his sister, I don't know how, his sister when I worked in the, in the school system, authored the school song. So anytime you come out there, that band's playing, Bergie wrote that. There you go. Unbelievable. Nobody, <laughs> I figured you might know that. that. Yes. Nobody knows that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can, you know what, Finn? I considered that to be potentially the storyline for your team because I knew you guys had no idea. So is is he hiding it? Is he trying? I don't know. To, it was it's on yeah. Paul. It's on our podcast. It's it's all there for you. So all right, I, that, that's all I got. I, again, Peter probably has some more power play percentage questions for you, but I'm done with my. No, questions I don't. I don't have fans. anything more about the power play, but I'll skip all the other hockey questions <laughs> I had. I got I got one more, but for right now, I'm going to put on my Finn Brink hat and facilitate a little bit. Carl, do you have anything else before I ask my uh, my final Your clincher? Question? No. I don't know. You've hyped this up so much. I just need to hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> no, let's it's not it. that crazy. It was, well, what was it about Wisconsin in the end that uh, locked up a verbal commitment from you? 
Uh, Tony Granado for me. Okay. Um, I really like him. And uh, it's it's an incredible program. It's a historic program. And um, something about it really excited me. And um, I'm really looking forward to that for sure. Were you also looking for kind of a college experience? Because you go to Madison and you're around the Wisconsin campus. I mean, it is out straight out of a movie. Yeah, it's really cool. And and the academic piece of it too. It's it's a tough school to get into if you're just an out of state student. So that was that was a big piece for me too. What are you gonna major in? I would say some business. Business? Okay. Something, something like that. He's but. a businessman. Would you then come back and then get your MBA at St. Thomas like literally everybody else in the Twin Cities? <laughs> I would definitely consider. I would consider. <laughs> if they'd if they'd have you, right? Oh, this of course, is good. Yeah, this yeah. is good. All right, well, that wraps up the interview portion. We have Pickums. You want to stick around and, and give it a shot? Yeah. Uh, last last week's uh, player uh, got two out of five, which sounds crappy, which was right down the middle since I only got one. And Carl, yeah. yep, you got three. Congratulations. You got sure three. Did. It was a rough week. Why did we all pick Matamidi to beat Hermitown, by the way? I was looking at that and was wondering why. Why did we What were we that? thinking? I don't know. I were we know. on gummies or something? What was going on there? It was bad. Hey, those are legal. Yeah, I know. I yeah. saw those. Can, on the, can on neither a... confirm nor deny. Yeah. All right. So we go like this, Finn. We go oldest to youngest. So you'll go last uh, on the first round, but by the fourth game, you'll go first. It's kind of a fantasy football. And then you'll go last on the Rogers maple Grove game. So, and, and, and I swear to you, when we picked these games, we did not intentionally pick your two most recent teams that beat you. It was... Speak for, speak for yourself. No, <laughs> no, we just randomly picked it, and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, this is harsh. Okay, uh, fresh off of a loss to Centennial, wait. what's that? Wait, 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 wait. What? Other games, other games. Oh, oh, are you going to read them, Dan? Uh, Carl, sure, I've, I've got them. All right, you read them. Because <laughs> if I try to read that chicken scratch, I might hurt myself. Yeah. All right, here's so, some other games, games that, besides Pickums that are not Pickums this coming week. On Monday, we've got Matabidi and Hermantown, two teams that are finding their way. Wait, no, and in Hill, Hill. There's no way Matamita and Hermantown are playing again. Yes, Hill Murray, sorry. <laughs> I, can't, I can't read my You own can't even read your own writing. I can't imagine why. <laughs> yes, so that's an interesting one. Buffalo and Rogers, suddenly intriguing after Buffalo's How win about this past that? week. Did you see Sign that score? Did you see that score, Finn? Buffalo beat? Yeah. <laughs> wait, Buffalo, wait, wait, Buffalo wait. beat YZ. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, One yeah. to zero. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, keep going, Carl. On on Tuesday, in the endless you know circle that is to two A, Delano plays Hutchinson. Hastings plays Lakeville North in a game that really matters for one double A seating. Yes. Um, so you got Eden Prairie playing Stillwater. Got Alexandria playing Little Falls. We'll hear more about Little Falls this week. They have a big one coming up. Now back in the two A mess, uh, Providence Academy and Breck. Moorhead East Grand Forks, an interesting That's a good game one. up north. Yep. Wednesday, you've got Gentry Academy and Eastview, two teams. Not really sure what you're getting out of them right, right. now. Grab bag. Then, then Hermantown and Orono, big Class A matchup. Um, would matter for state seating if yep. Orono can do anything there. Yes, huge. Mm-hmm. Thursday, you've got St. Thomas and Matamidi. That's uh, interesting. Interesting. I mean, Matamidi won the first round. Got Minnetonka Wyzetta round two as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big game for Wyzetta as they try to stabilize things. Yeah. Uh, two Rivers plays Chisago. Notice how I said that right? 
Yes, you did. Oh, um, <laughs> why is that important? The, the winner just... probably gets the two seed in 4A. Really? Yeah. Okay. I haven't paid much attention to Chisago. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, the thing about that section is we know who's winning it. Right. Right. It's, uh, Holy Family plays Delano. They just played this past week to a one-goal game. On Friday, Grand Rapids looking to uh, get some momentum back. Plays Andover. Uh, Champlain Park and, and Duluth East. It's a big week for Duluth East. We'll hear about them. Yeah. It's home and home week. We've got Edina and Hill Murray doing their annual series, and Blake and Gentry also doing one. When is that East Grand Forks World home and home? That's got to be coming up really soon. That's uh, yeah, please next, next week. week. Okay. Yeah. Then Saturday, Denfeld and Alexandria. Interesting one for Class A positioning in the rankings. Not, not an easy drive. I, let me tell you, no. that's not, either, yeah. whoever has to drive that one is I don't it's envy in Alex. Yeah, Ooh, gross. Uh, Creton White Bear battle for the top of the suburban East. Grand Rapids Wyzetta in the battle of defensive teams not going in the right direction. <laughs> Minneapolis and Delano in the two A mess, and then Eden Prairie and Benilde. Oh, good summary, Carl. That was good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Carl. A little round of applause there. Um, all right, let's do some picks. Thank you, Carl, for inter- your interruption there. Coming off a team that just beat you last night, Centennial will travel to Duluth and take on Duluth East. I like Duluth East in Duluth. I'm not a big fan of Duluth East outside of Duluth, which is Bad for regular season, but it's really good for playoffs. I'm going to go Duluth East. Carl, you're next. I already know your answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're going Duluth East. Peter, will you go against the grain? Will you pick? No, I won't, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Centennial's best period this season has been the second period, scoring 42 goals. Duluth East, coincidentally, their worst period has been the second period. Wow. If this game was played at 7 p.m., I'd be tempted to take Centennial, but the players are already going to be out of their routines. They play at 5 o'clock. It's still a two-hour bus ride for Centennial. They're not going to have the legs that they normally do in the second period. I like Duluth East at home. Uh, I'm excited for that second period now. Uh, Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Finn. No pressure. Are you going to take your conference and section rival or a team you haven't seen? Have you you played Duluth East? No. No, we haven't played them. All right, who do you like? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Centennial on this one. I like it. Uh, They're really good, I found out last night. (laughs) (laughs) You also found out Easton Cody is uh, legit. Was he playing last night? 49 saves. Yeah. Really? That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love that kid. All right. Uh, next game is White Bear Lake and Champlin Park. Another team you're quite familiar with. We're going to go Carl first on this one. Yeah. I, I like the way Champlin is playing right now. They're picking up some good wins. And if they keep the score low, it seems like they can pull this out tonight. I, I don't really trust White Bear. Um, okay. So you're going Champlin. Peter? I trust White Bear Lake's top line far more than I trust any position group for Champlain Park. I like the Bears. Okay. And I think I know where Finn's going with this one. He doesn't want to Uh, disrespect anybody in the conference mm. or his section on this show. Do you? No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Champlain Park's going to win that one. Thank you. And because I knew you were going to go that way, I'll go White Bear Lake just because... I think after what they went through yesterday, I think that might fuel them to not get defeated uh, by Champlain Park. So I'll go White Bear. 
Next game, another double A. We have three double A's in a row. Um, uh, Kayla's school, Lakeville South, uh, will take on Creighton. Two teams where you just almost a grab bag. You reach in. Is it going to be a good game for this team, or are they going to, you know, crap the bed? So Lakeville South, Creighton, Durham Hall, Mr. Odney. Creighton. Creighton. Well, that was easy. Yeah, most of uh, – well, most – the all but one loss for Lakeville South have come away from Hazi Arena. Nothing Ooh, better than a late yesterday against night. Minnetonka. Yep, that was the one time that they've lost at home. All right. I prefaced that. Nothing better than a game at the Chuck at nighttime. Creighton's going to pack the house. It's going to be an unfriendly environment. I like Creighton at home. All right. Uh, Finn, you're up on this one. I'm taking Creighton on this one, Tony. All right. Because you're a very smart young man, Finn. With a 3.8 GPA. All right. Um, yeah, I got I got nothing. There's no way I can take Lakeville South. They just I'm, – I'm still seeking that one or two wins from Lakeville South where I go, wow, they're number one. They're, one, they're, they're a top seed. I, I barely think they're the number one seed in Section 1AA. I'm, I'm going to take Creighton as well. Carl? Like, you must j- have been really impressed by that Chaska loss they had last night. <laughs> Yes. I mean, Chaska's uh, really tough. They're just like their coach. Very tough. Yeah. Um, what do you got? I'll be the one who takes south. All right. Yeah. You're a leader. You're a leader. All right, uh, Finn, you get to go first on this one. We're, we throw you a game with two teams that I'm sure you know very little about, but uh, it's a Section 5A tilt, which I think – has major, major seeding implications. Lakeville, Little Falls hosts St. Cloud Cathedral. Why are you laughing? Lakeville. Sorry, I saw the L. My La- brain Lakeville off. Falls. Lakeville, Little Falls hosts St. Cloud Cathedral or Cathedral. I'm not sure where this game is. What do you What do you think? It's in Little Falls. Uh, I'm taking Little Falls at home. I think they're gonna They're gonna win this one. You sound really confident with that. Yeah, I've been hearing good things about them. All right. <laughs> I like it. I'm with you. Keeping your ear to the ground. I'm going to go Little Falls as well. I'm going to agree with Finn on this one. Carl? Well, disagreeing with Tony has been a good course for me in the past. <laughs> Looks like we disagree on most things so far here today. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Cathedral. Ah, uh, yes. You did go three, beat me three to one last week. So I, okay. Peter, last but not least. Cathedral. Cathedral. All right, so we are our split on that one. Last game, uh, before we get to the pick'em, you got Rodgers. You're on Friday Night Ice. You're playing neutral site against Rodgers. You're not. It's not a home for either one of them. Give us your thoughts, Finn, on, on what your team is thinking or what's going through your brain uh, coming down there. It's going to be a loud, packed environment. Talk about what you think about Friday Night Ice. It'll be fun. Um, especially since last night, we kind of view it as a must win, um, especially for our seeding or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, it's important for us to uh, kind of get back in that win column with them beating the, beating a good team. And I think it, it's super important and we think so. And, um, it'll be fun. Um, I think and it, it, you guys were all in the same room during the interviews. There was no fisticuffs or anything. You guys seemed pretty, uh, Nice to one another, but on the ice, it got a little scrappy the last time you guys played, correct? Yeah, it did. There was six games worth of suspensions dealt out or something. Yeah. yeah 
There's which, some fights. That'll spice things up a little bit for Friday Night Ice, which we would love. We'd love, not, we don't want fights, but we definitely want some competition and, and guys getting after each other physically and using all the skill. You got, they have a lot of skill, but what, what are some of the things you, from playing him in that three of three tie uh, recently, what, what, do you, what do you like about Rodgers? What, what's going to be hard for you guys to stop about those guys? Um, their first line will be tough. They're good. Ronaldo. Um, he told me he was sick last time we played him, so that's making me a little nervous. Right. But uh, it's messing with you. Yeah. Yeah, he might be. He might be. Um, but sh- they got good D, too. Good goalie. Um, that'll be tough. It'll be a good game. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to a really exciting um, game, a game with, that really matters for postseason implications. Uh, I get to go first on this one. Um, I'm going to go Rodgers. I'm just going to go right against him right now and see how he handles this. Uh, I'm going to go Rodgers. Uh, I think they're going to get things going. Their band is coming. Your band is not coming. Um, I think that band might actually could uh, change uh, the the hypeness for Rodgers. So I'll go I'll go Rodgers. How about you, Carl? Well, we've heard from Finn that he really respects his his you know, section and conference rivals. So I I understand that respect. And Rodgers, you know, they're playing really well. They only have two losses. I'm about right. the Royals too. Peter, are you going to stick with the shtick here? No, you guys are full of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, this game is going to come down to special teams. We already mentioned Maple Grove's got one of the best power plays in the state. Rodgers has struggled mightily on the power play. And from what I saw with Rodgers at the Tradition Holiday Invitational brought to you by Tradition Companies, <laughs> the passing for Rodgers was just, it wasn't crisp. There were some real knuckle pucks going through the neutral zone. Maple Grove is the type of team that's going to turn that into, into transition chances. I like Maple Grove. The one thing I would say is if the game goes to extra innings, <laughs> history has told us <laughs> that the other team has a better shot than the Crimson, but I do like Maple Grove. Uh, Maple Grove in regulation. Yes. Okay. Ended in regulation, Finn. Or maybe in overtime. That might get them ready for playoffs. All right. Uh, Finn, we've interviewed dozens, maybe hundreds of players. None of them have picked against their team. Can you be the first who maybe thinks, hey, I think Rodgers, you know, there's some history here. Uh, Northwest Suburban teams have had their good fate with you guys lately. You could pick them and, and, and win the pickums here. You really could. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick the Crimson. All right. Um, Damn. thought we could maybe pull it off. Yeah. I felt better about, yeah, this chance than many others, but no. I did, too. I, I thought we might have a chance. Um, Hail Crimson. It was good. So that concludes our our. Pick'em session, and it concludes the show. It's been a great show. Thank you, Peter, for stepping in for a Danny today. I think you did a wonderful job. Thanks to Carl for, you know, filling a lot of the voids that that Danny normally fills in. Thank you to Kayla, and a huge shout out to Coach Leach from uh, Tartan, and you as well, Finn. Thanks for joining us, and good luck on Friday Night Ice for Thank all you. the all the crew here at YHH. We'll see you around the rink. Love is a burning thing